And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank you for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the whole wide world, but you're right here with me live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. Thank y'all for joining. We got a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over television, mainstream media. Wherever you consume media, there's a whole lot going on, and we're going to get into it. We have an update on those runaway Democrats, the people that got on the bus with the Miller Lite or whatever they had, getting on the private charter plane, uh, the, the two private chartered planes that cost a total of $100,000. At least six of them have caught the bug and they've spread it to White House staff, Nancy Pelosi staff, and a few more people. Kamala Harris went to Walter Reed. We'll talk about that in a minute. I don't want to get too deep in the early preliminary before I get on camera. Also, shout out to Dr. Let's not forget Dr. Rand Paul for taking quote unquote Dr. Anthony Fauci behind the woodshed during a Senate hearing. We'll talk about that as well. Also, uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company. Very interesting story. I may do a separate video about this maybe tomorrow, but we got to talk about it tonight, of course. Um, who was this lady? The uh, 1619 Project lady? Nicole Hannah-Jones talking about Cuba is a racial utopia of sorts. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And I thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. If you enjoyed what you heard thus far, if you enjoyed the content in general, go ahead and get the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. This video, this podcast will be available on all audio streaming platforms, including Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Anchor Google Play, etc. A link for that will be in the description box or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. Uh, sponsor break right quick because the YouTube police say I got to let you know that I have sponsors. And if I don't say it clearly, then that's some kind of violation, whatever. You guys know my store. That's, that's my own. That's my actual store that I pay for. So that's a sponsor, I guess, because it's mine. But anyway, ablmerch.com, A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H.com. Uh, you have no sound. I got, I got sound right here. If, if I got sound and everything's good, let, let me know. You got to turn your speakers on, turn your, your your YouTube volume up, and and do it that way. But um, ablmerch.com, we, we got the hats, the USA Special Edition hats. We still got a few of these left. These are really hot, hot item, but I got a lot more stuff on the store, and I got a lot more things coming. Uh, so look out for more, for, for newer products on ablmerch.com, but check it out right now. Also, PatriotPost.us, if you're looking for a good source of news and information, aside from my other website, AnthonyBelogan.com, if you're looking for a good source, news, information, memes, everything from a conservative point of view, go to PatriotPost.us. Go there right now. Also, Mr1920.com for some excellent, high-quality, American-made soaps. We got those on Mr1920.com, also BHEDesigns.com for the beautiful handmade American wooden flags that are right behind me. All the links, everything will be in the description box. If you're listening to me on your favorite audio streaming platform, 
there should be some kind of description box somewhere and all my links should be right in that box. So check it out that way. Those are all my sponsors. Um, I think I'm going to start with not a potential sponsor because Black Rifle Coffee, they actually wanted to be, they, they sent me an email like uh, sometime last year, right around the election time. And they were saying, hey, I love your work, ABL, can you work together, you know, maybe a sponsorship deal or influencer deal. And I was like, sure, let's do it and do it. Let's let's get her done. But I didn't hear back from him after that. I think I might have been a little bit late responding to the email, so I didn't hear back from him. So they're not one of my sponsors. I've not gotten any money with Black Rifle Coffee, but I'm going to talk more about them specifically a little bit later on in uh, tonight's podcast. Now, first, I think I'm going to go with the Runaway Democrat update. So you have six people that have now uh, caught the bug. Six. First, I think it was three that caught the bug. Then it was five. Now it's six. And I think there are still some other unnamed people that have caught it. Because not only did they catch it, they spread it to people. Right? They they spread it to, I think, at least one Nancy Pelosi staffer, uh, maybe another White House staffer. People have this thing from them. Now, I remember the... Uh, the game that the guy, uh, James Tallarico, one of the Democrats that left. And if you if you don't know why they left, you forgot why they left. The the Democrats left Texas. Well, the majority of them in the state house, they left because they were trying to prevent new voting laws from going through. And the rules in Texas state, if you don't have two thirds of legislature present, then no votes can go forward. Also, in Texas law, if you don't show up at all when you're supposed to vote, you can be tracked down, arrested, and then compelled to be present. But that only extends to the state of Texas. So that's why they fled from Texas to D.C., right? So they got on the, the bus with the Miller Light. You've all seen the pictures. They're on the bus with the Miller Light. And they are doing their thing, taking selfies, all this and that and the third. No mask on the whole time, right? I'll talk more about that in a moment. Then they got on two chartered planes, no mask on, selfies. Everybody just chilling, having a good old time. Big smiles, Kool-Aid, cheese eating smiles, right? Big grinning. I'm talking about Joker permanent smile. Like having a good old down south, down home time on the plane. Chartered flight, $100,000. Going to D.C., Probably got some of the best digs, Airbnb, hotel, whatever. I mean, would it be funny is that they, they're at a Trump hotel in D.C.? That'd be hilarious. But anyway, so they're having a good old time, right? And I remember when the one guy, James Tallarico, was on Fox, and then Pete Hexeth was grilling him about this whole situation. Do you believe in voter ID? He was like, no, of course I don't, because that's somehow racist. But anyway, a question that he asked him was like, hey, you're talking about all these, uh, you, you're so concerned about the, the, the COVID protocols. Well, you guys weren't on the plane with masks on. He's like, oh, well, we're fully vaccinated. We don't need the, we don't need the, the mask. It's like, oh, okay, that's funny how that works. You can do that on the plane and it's no problem. But when the regular, normally wants to go on the plane, like if I was to go from Hartsfield, Jackson to LAX, I got to wear a mask. As a matter of fact, if my mask does not cover my nose and my mouth, 
they are pulling the plane back in the terminal. That's what's going to happen to me as a normie, to you watching as a normie, listening as a normie. We're all normies. We're not in the political elite class, right? But if you got a hundred grand to kick around, you get on a private chartered flight, then you could do whatever you want to. I see how that works. Rules for the, but, but what? Not for me. That's pretty much how the Democrats are. We've seen it time and time again, but I digress. So after they land in D.C., they get tested. And a bunch of them are coming back positive with the virus. And I presume that they got tested before they left and they didn't. And according to James Tallarico, the House, one of the Texas House Democrats, all of them have been fully vaccinated. All of them, allegedly. That's what he says. Now, if that's true or not, I don't know. But what I do know is that he said, we don't need masks because we got the shot. Okay, does it work or not? Nah? How, how does it work? Do you get vaccinated and then you don't get the, the virus? Is that what it says? Or did they say that you're still going to get it, but it'll reduce your symptoms? Which one? Because every time somebody catches the virus, when they got the shots, they say, oh, they're fully vaccinated. Why say that? Why does it matter? I mean, if you, if you say that, that means that it failed. That's what I think. If you say somebody caught the bug, but they got the shot, that means the shot failed. If you say it that way, you see what I'm saying? If the bug is not prevented by the shot, then what's the point in saying you got the shot? It's no point, but I'll move right along. They say that it helps you uh, prevent hospitalization, helps you live. Well, what, what's, what, what's the percentage of those that catch it and don't go to the hospital with no vaccine? Is that what I'm saying? Like, is it a death sentence? But I'm going down that rabbit hole and I don't want Google to come in here and try to strike me right now. But you guys know what I'm talking about. So multiple staffers, they got it. A lot of people got it. And all, all for what, though? Because you wanted to run away. The funniest part about this is that if they would have stayed in Texas, they probably would be all right. <laughs> if they would have stayed in done it, you have one job, literally one job, vote. It's funny how they talk about voting rights needed to be uh, held together. It's funny how they want to federalize elections, but their actual job they get paid to do, which is to vote, they ran away from it. How are you going to run away from voting and then say that having an ID is racist to vote? You can get a free ID in Texas. So let me get this straight. Requiring a free ID card in the state of Texas is racist, but you have a job to vote and you say, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm going to run away from my legal obligation on a charter flight with no mask going to catch the virus. You cannot make it up if you try it. The, the story, the, the, the memes create themselves, the jokes write themselves, and their narrative keeps falling apart. They keep trying to, built this narrative and it keeps destructing by their own hand. So like I said, I would never say that I'm glad somebody got the virus. I would never say anything like that because I'm a gentleman. I'm a nice guy. So I would never say that. That's just rude. I would never say, ha ha jokes on you, poetic justice, get what you deserve. I would never ever say a thing like that because I'm a gentleman and I'm a good upstanding guy. So I'll move on. <laughs> anyway, it, it's just kind of weird how things happen like that. 
And I, I think at a certain point, there's a message being sent, just like the whole George Floyd thing with the with the mural and the lightning. Maybe there is message in the bottle. Somebody's trying to tell us something. Just maybe. I'm just putting it out there. But anyway, um, now speaking of medical professionals, um, shout out to an actual medical professional, Dr. Rand Paul. Now, a lot of people don't know that Rand Paul is a medical doctor. He's an ophthalmologist. This means he performs eye surgeries. I've had surgery on my eye before. Well, not on my eyeball, but I had a, a chalation on my eyelid. So they had to flip the inside of my eyelid. You ever seen somebody get put one of them, them torture chairs and the eyelids inside out? They did that. I was in the chair. They had these little prongs that kept my eyelid open. It, it, it didn't hurt that bad. It was just kind of uncomfortable for a few seconds. But they propped my eyelid open and they lays it off like basically a bump or some kind of, um, I guess, like a cyst on the inside of my eyelid. So I've had eye surgery before. This is not an optometrist. I've gone to those as well to get your glasses and your vision checked. That's a whole different ball of wax from my eye surgeon. Rand Paul is an eye surgeon. He has performed surgery on eyeballs in Haiti for free. I think like every year. And, and fun fact, before Trump was in Donald Trump for president, like before Trump was on the campaign trail, before he became the president years ago, like 2011, 2012, he sponsored one of Rand Paul's trips to Haiti to go out and do free eye surgeries. Fun fact. Oh, Trump's racist. So he's so racist, he's going to pay for a guy to go to Haiti and do free eye surgeries. Okay, anyway. So Dr. Rand Paul has been confronting, quote-unquote, Dr. Anthony Fauci for a while now because he knows the truth. Shout out to Rand Paul. I like him a lot because most politicians, they'll go along and get along. Whatever the CDC says, whatever mainstream media says, whatever big tech says, they'll pretty much go with. Oh, okay, the, the, the vaccine's only way out. You can't do anything else. If you had the virus already and you get antibodies so wet, He's like, no, I'm a doctor. Here's what I think about what's going on. And he pointed out the fact that the NIH and Fauci's at the NIH. He's the head of a department at the NIH. He's not the head of the NIH totally, if I'm not mistaken. I may have said that in the video. I may be wrong about that. But he was over at the NIH as a department head. And as Anthony Fauci, it doesn't matter if you are the head of the NIH directly or a department head. You're going to be a big baller. You're going to be a shot caller. Anthony Fauci is that, was that, he has influence at the NIH. And while he's there, they gave money to this company called EcoHealth, if I'm not mistaken. And this company called EcoHealth got $3.7 million. Out of that $3.7 million, they gave 600000 to the Wuhan Virology Lab. This is where the virus leaked from, allegedly. And I think there was a federal ban on this because everyone knows how filthy China is and also how careless they are with things like this. Like, I was watching this video about some guys that were in China, that they were American guys who were in China for a long time, doing different things. I think one guy was in the medical industry. He was trying to be, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what he was trying to be, but he was in the medical industry. And another guy was just living there, might have been an English teacher or something like that. You know, the typical Chinese uh, work. But anyway, 
the one guy who was in the medical industry, I think he, he might have been going to med school over there. And he was seeing things that would just blow your mind. Go, go to a hospital in Beijing. This is like New York City, basically over in China, but three times the size, if not more. So you go to Beijing, supposed to be first world and uh, super high tech, all this, that, and the third. Try finding a bar of soap in the hospital. We think you would need that, right? Because you got doctors need to wash their hands when they do surgeries, things of that nature. You got germs floating around. Try finding a bar of soap. Try finding a clean bathroom in a hospital. Try finding that over in Beijing. At one of the top, best of the best, the hospital is so big, it's like Grand Central Station. I'm talking about humongous. It was the size of the city. Because you got to understand, there's so many people over in China, you got to have facilities like this that are either big or you got to have a lot of them. And sometimes the big thing makes the most sense. But anyway, no bars of soap, no basic materials. It's just kind of gross. It's like they went from third world, essentially, to first world, but they didn't take all. It wasn't a gradual process, really. It was a kind of artificial process. So they don't have all the Western American standards on their on the, on the facilities. That's why they got what they call it, tofu, tofu buildings, tofu construction, shoddy construction. They'll build a structure, and within a year, it's pretty much dilapidated because it was constructed poorly to begin with. And with all the people that live there, it's too much foot traffic going on. It's a big mess. But anyway, so there was a federal pause or a ban on this whole uh, gain-of-function research and funding of the Wuhan lab. But under, while Fauci was there, the NIH gave money to this company called EcoHealth, and then they gave money to the Wuhan lab. And then we have the leak. At first, they were trying to say that the virus came from some bats and rats, cats, dogs, or whatever at the wet market. So some street meat, basically. They're trying to say it's kind of like how you would go to Thailand or somewhere or somewhere in Africa or, or China and get some kind of random stick of meat on the street and you eat that and you get some kind of crazy illness. Now you're sick and you spread it to the next person. That's what, what they said it was to begin with, but it wasn't that. That story did not make sense. How are you going to have, why would you blame a street market for the virus when you have a lab that focuses on viruses right there? Shouldn't that be looked at first? It's like, wait a minute, okay. You have this deadly virus. People are just passing out, uh, spitting up blood, all this, that, and the third. Hmm. Maybe just look right there at this lab to see what happened. Just maybe. And for a long time, you couldn't even say that it may have come from the lab on places like Facebook. You would get banned for that. But now, a year and some change later, oh, it's okay to say it. So what we knew to be common sense from the beginning is now safe to say. So... We knew that's where it came from, and the reason why it came from there is because of gain-of-function research. The U.S. funded the pandemic in a roundabout way, and Fauci was there. And Rand Paul was like, look, you guys did it. You guys funded it. Why don't you just admit it? And Fauci was like, you know what you're talking about? You know what you're talking about? Because that's not gain-of-function. Fauci's people wrote a definition for gain of function and Rand Paul read it. It's like, okay, this 
exactly what happened. You take viruses and make them more potent and or more transmissible. So if you took a virus that originated in bats, that could only spread from bat to bat or bat to animal and then made it to where it went from bat to human and then human to human, obviously that's getting the function research according to your own definition. Fauci would never admit it because if he says, yes, we did do that now, the pandemic is on your back, partially. Partially on his back because while I was at, while I was at the NIH, they funded the research, but also on China's back because they're negligent and they're gross. What probably happened is, you ever seen that meme from um, The Office where a man has a big pot of chili and spills it? That's, that's kind of what they do. Going back to the video about the, the guys that were in China, the Americans, um, one guy, he, he was talking about doing RNA uh, research and how they would put RNA, uh, a sample of something that may have contained RNA on a slide and then look at it through a microscope. And after they're done, they got to clean everything off. And there was a solution that takes RNA off the slide called rna And he was asking the guy that runs the spot, hey, do you guys have any of this rna and the guy didn't know what he was talking about. And because he asked that, and then the guy was kind of stumped, the guy, the American guy that asked the question, was treated poorly from there on out because in China, you got this thing called face. And in order to save face, you're going to criticize, you're going to punish those that jeopardize your ability to save face. So it's like having pride or something like that. Like if, if you get kind of shown up or embarrassed, now you want to attack the person and or punish them rather than fixing the problem. Okay, you needed to RNA to clean the RNA off, but because he was embarrassed, he didn't want to do it. That's how China, that's China. So people talking about, oh, it's first world, it's advanced, I can't tell. You're dealing with primitive stuff. Why are you talking about I'm embarrassed, therefore I don't want to invest in a thing to clean off my medical supplies how much you want to bet that same kind of thought process is right there at the wuhan lab where the virus leaked from that's probably why it leaked because of improper procedures not having the right things to clean it with not having the right decontamination procedures that's probably what went down that's probably why it leaked and probably why we all have it i mean look, look you see what they did after it leaked they shut down their own country but they kept letting international flights go off. Oh, you can go to England. You can go to New York. You can go wherever you want. Possibly infected, but don't go to Beijing. Don't go outside of Wuhan. Don't go anywhere domestically, but go abroad. That's China. So when Trump was calling it the China virus, blame China. It comes from China. Was he lying? No. And we all knew that from the very beginning. So I'm not telling you guys anything new. I'm telling you what you already known. Now you're just being vindicated and validated, finally. But I'll move right along. And shout out to Larry Elder, yes. So Larry Elder had a little issue um, trying to get on the ballot for the California recall. It's a lot of guys on the ballot. On a, on a ballot, you got Bruce Jinder, I mean, Caitlyn Jenner. You got them on the ballot. You also have Larry Elder and a few others. Now, Larry Elder, he was 
originally, well, not originally, but right when the ballot was, the, the, the final ballot was announced, he wasn't on it. And they were trying to say that he had incomplete tax returns. So Larry Elder had to go to court to fix this. So they went to court and the judge ruled in Larry Elder's favor, saying that the whole tax return thing was not really part of the process to get on the ballots. Now, I'm not sure how that makes any sense. I'm not saying the judge was wrong or Larry Elder is wrong. I don't understand how they try to tell him that the tax returns were a thing when they weren't a thing. Sounds like cheating to me. This is why sometimes you got to challenge decisions, challenge rulings, challenge, uh, you know, what is in front of you because it might not be right. Just like when certain things happen and you see it, it's like, okay, they tell you, here's the result. Maybe that's not right. Maybe go back and challenge it and you might win. It was pretty quick. You know, sometimes with these court proceedings, they take a long time. You be in there for years, but no, nah, this is pretty quick. Um, he was talking about going to court, I think, like yesterday, and today they ruled in his favor. So Larry Elder will be on the ballot for the California recall. There's other guys who are not on the ballot, and if you're not on the ballot, it's pretty much a wrap. You could pretty much cancel it. It's, it's not going to happen. Um, it's going to be an uphill battle for anybody in California that's not a liberal because you already know what time it is. I think Trump may have won 25% of the vote in California. There's a lot of conservative places in the state but it's going to be hard to get people to vote for you if Trump only had 25%. And you're trying to get 51 or whatever the magic number is to get across the finish line. It's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard to get that. But, hey, you got to try. You, you've got to try. Yeah. Okay, so BK uh, Percussion says Larry Elder filed two tax returns, one redacted and one not redacted. Okay. Well, hey, whatever, whatever the case may be, I'm glad he's on the ballot. And yeah, shout out to him. We'll see who's going to win. It's a lot of guys. I think Anthony Trimino, I don't know him. I don't know about him. I think Brennan Tatum likes him. And if he likes him, then I think he's going to be a good guy. Um, anything other than uh, Gavin Newsom or a Gavin Newsom clone, you don't want California to go in the wrong direction as far as your governance. But it's going to be an uphill battle for sure. Somebody says Trump had more than 25% of the vote in California, really? So what, what's the percentage of the vote that he got in California? Like I said, there's some quick, there's some um, parts of the state that are very conservative. Unfortunately, L.A. County has 10 million people. That is more than a lot of states have in total. That's in one county. And then you have the Bay Area, San Jose, San Francisco, Oakland, etc., those two places control the entire state. It's just like Virginia. I know, I know the feeling. I understand. Northern Virginia is one third of the state's population. And they mostly live in one County Fairfax. And all those people, well, the majority of them overwhelmingly vote Democrat. So it's hard for you to really escape the grip of DC. It, that the capital is in Richmond, but all the politicos hang out in Northern Virginia. It's like, why you, why you up there? That's where the money is at. That's where the fundraising happens in Northern Virginia. Not too much anywhere else. A little bit in Richmond, a little bit Hampton Roads, but really Northern, that's where it's at. That's where everybody wants to be. That's why it's so expensive up there because everybody has money. Not everybody, but there's a lot of money up there more than anywhere else in the state. 
All right. And um, what else we got going on? Oh, okay. So Black Rifle Coffee Company. Now, shout out to them. I don't know a whole lot about them, but I've seen them. I've seen some of their merch, some of, some of their items. It seems pretty cool. Second Amendment, pro-gun, all that good stuff. Right on. I don't drink coffee. You know, I'm, all I drink is tea. So I don't drink coffee. I'm not a coffee guy. I don't. It's just make me kind of jittery. So I'm not a fan of uh, coffee. But they got a nice brand. And I know a few guys that have them as like, a, you know, a sponsor or they got affiliates and stuff like that. They're cool from what I know. However, they have they have great marketing and poor marketing at the same time. And what I mean by that is this. They can go out there and create um, a marketing campaign to sell their T-shirts, sell all their merch and their coffee, um, their their whole thing about being veteran owned and half of their employees are veterans, all that good stuff. That's great. That's part of your marketing and PR. You got a good image. You, you got good employees, good good stuff, good merchandise, great. Well, to Empire, $80 million company, fantastic. However, they also have PR that's not really right. What they did was interview with the New York Times. And I read the article. I paid for the little paywall thing and everything. And I might do a video about this later, but I'll link to it in the box if I do a video. But I read the article. A lot of people saw some excerpts from the article and didn't read the whole thing. I read the whole thing and paid for it. Um, what they did was throw people under the bus, but I think that it wasn't their intention. Now explain. They talked about a lot of different things. Cal Rittenhouse was brought up. Now they were saying that the Cal Rittenhouse incident drew a line in the sand and it helped them to kind of purge their base of a lot of bad people. They don't want any racist, proud boy type people in their, their base. Now to them, this made sense in the context of when they were speaking it, but to regular normies, it does not because it's like, okay, this is the New York times. Any conservative person is a racist, proud boy type person to them. Any conservative, I'm a racist, proud boy type guy to New York times. So when they say something like that on New York Times or really in general, it's like you're talking all of us. You're saying everybody is like that in, in this context. But what he was saying was when the whole Cal Rittenhouse thing happened, they put out, well, and that was a, that was a mistake right there. When the whole Cal Rittenhouse thing happened, remember when he got arrested and he got bailed out, it was a lawyer. It might've been Lynn Wood. If I'm wrong about that, let me know. It was a lawyer and then it was um, somebody else. I forget what his name was. But he had on a Black Rifle Coffee shirt. And when that picture came out, uh, the guy from Slightly Offensive posted it and then put the caption, something like, Cal Rittenhouse loves Black Rifle. Use promo code XYZ to get X amount off your next order from Black Rifle because Black Rifle was... Um, a Blaze Media sponsor, therefore a slightly offensive sponsor. You see what I'm saying? They were sponsoring his podcast, but not Cal Rittenhouse. So when that came out, people thought, oh, well, Cal Rittenhouse has Black Rifle Coffee as a sponsor. But they were like, no, nah, that's not us. We didn't do that. But when they first came out and said it, 
it was kind of it was a little bit too strong toward Cal. It was a little bit too strong talking about we're not involved and we didn't do it. It was just it wasn't really worded properly. If it was up to me and they said, hey, ABL, what are we going to say? How are we going to handle this? We didn't do that. I would just say, hey, we didn't do that. That's an independent thing. But everybody has rights in America. You're innocent until proven guilty. That's what I would say. And leave it right there. It wouldn't be this big, long statement and paragraphs. It wouldn't even be all that. It'd be real simple. We didn't do that. That was a third party. Innocent until proven guilty is what I would say. But they didn't really do it properly. So that right there created a backlash. And then some guys attacked one of the founders for being Jewish. I think his name is, um, um, what's his name? Nick or something. His last name is Hafer, H-A-F-E-R. So they attacked him for being Jewish online. And they created a big firestorm and it was a big mess. So then he gets offended by this, of course. And then he says, I don't want any of these races to be in our midst. He was speaking about those that attacked him specifically for being Jewish and no other reason. Well, of course, the Cal Rittenhouse thing, but really because he's Jewish. So people, the New York Times did not tell you that part about him being Jewish and then being attacked for that reason and him talking about that. They made it seem like he was just saying the Cal Rittenhouse thing exposed racists in general and proud boy types, and he didn't want anything to do with them, but it wasn't even really about that. It was about him getting attacked on Twitter. Now, this was the wrong thing to do. I understood what he said, but when you go to the New York Times and you try to express that, you're not going to be able to get it across in the way to where your context is going to reach. To back up a little bit, they said that the New York Times had called them and said, look, we're doing a story about you, whether you like it or not, so you can be involved with it and give your side of the story or not. What I would have done is just not gotten involved and let them do the story. So if there's a hit piece that comes out and there's things in there I want to address, I would address that on my own time in a live video. I've said it before on a live stream on Instagram. Shout out to my man that's in here, maybe Unifier TV. Shout out to you, boss. He was asking me about doing interviews and do I like doing lives for interviews? And I say, it's always best to do an interview live on camera. Live on camera. So you can see my face, you can see my facial expressions, and you can hear everything in context. So you can't chop it and screw it and do different things with it. You see exactly how I look. You hear exactly what I say. And that's that. When you do an interview with New York Times and you're not on you're not on camera, you're you not you, there's there's no written statement. They could take whatever you say and fit it to whatever they want. There was probably already an article written about this that they already they already already had the script prepared how they were going to frame them. All they did was just take some of their words and plug it in convenient places. So now, rather than trying to get out ahead of it and try to fight or try try to try to pre- try to preemptively prevent the hit piece. Now you got to do damage control because they did a hit piece and they had your words in it. All, all they did to black rifle was just use them so they could provide proof for their hit piece. And there was more there. Uh, the article, you can read it on New York times. If you want to pay the, whatever it was to get through the paywall, but what else they were talking about, they were talking about, um, Oh, 
St. Michael's um, Designs. So St. Michael, this is, I think, the patron saint of, 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 of soldiers. I'm not a Catholic, so I don't know. Part of my ignorance. But when New York Times went to Black Rifle's offices, they saw a bunch of mock-ups of St. Michael, and it was going to be like a whole line of uh, coffee and shirts and whatnot featuring St. Michael because um, the guys that run the company, the founders, they're veterans, right? And they were over in Iraq and Afghanistan, and a lot of their buddies had these tattoos of St. Michael. And it's like, okay, let's, let's use that for some of our merchandise in the coffee. But then I think they got a call from the federales talking about, oh, this, tat, this, this particular image has been co-opted by white supremacists because it looks like what, like if you have a picture of him kneeling on somebody or something like that, they say that's what happened to George Floyd. So then they say, okay, we're going to scrap it. So now you got Catholics offended, soldiers offended, veterans offended because they pretty much kowtowed to the federales and they don't want to do the St. Michael thing. So now, now you, now you got people offended because you're talking about they're racist when they're not, you got Catholics offended, veterans offended. It was a, it was a really big mess. So there was quite a few missteps in this interview and like I said, they should have just let the hit piece happen. Don't be involved with it because if you're involved, all they're going to do is just take some of your quotes, fit it into their pre-written article and attack you and then say, well, we're, we're not attacking them. He said it. See, let them do a hit piece. And then when allegations come flying, go to Joe Rogan. You already been to Rogan before. That's a big platform. Go to Joe Rogan. He's untouchable. He's on Spotify. He's everywhere. The biggest podcaster on the planet. Go over there and do a long three-hour interview talking about everything. Don't go to New York Times ever. If I was to ever do an interview with any liberal media center left, I'm doing live on camera. I'm recording it. You're recording it. Everybody sees what's going on. So you cannot take what I say out of context, period. For them to go over there and do that was dumb. And then also, they when when the article came out, they, they retweeted it and didn't combat it. They were like, yeah, everything's good. It was weird. So they got a good company, a good um, marketing scheme, good products, but really bad PR. And at a certain point, it's like, okay, is it bad PR? Or are these guys just like that? I have no idea. I tend to lean on more of the bad PR angle point of view. Yeah. Somebody says, um, they're soft and dead to me. <laughs> I understand. I really do. Because I would I wouldn't have done that. You I would never do nothing like that. Go to New York Times. I know it's gonna be a hit piece. Don't don't try to meet them halfway because now you gotta try to clean up your image. You said things that were crazy in it, and they and they led you right into it. You're kind of naive. It, it it led you into it. Like I said, the article was already written. All they're going to do is set you up to have you say certain things. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you this story right quick, and then I'm going to move on to the next topic. I did an interview here locally in Tennessee with some friends of mine that went to, uh, what was it? The, um, the Was it Blexit? Yeah, Blexit had a march in D.C. About 2,000, black, brown, everything, different nationalities, white, everybody was there. 2,000 people marching in D.C. And 
no, a few friends of mine from the same city I live in now, they were there in Chattanooga. And we did, I think it was a newspaper piece and also a local news piece. And the reporter was asking questions in a very interesting way. And I know what's going on. See, my friends, they're not in front of the camera like me. They're not like political pundits. You know, one of my friends who is there is now on YouTube. Um, Chris Morris with Mega, if you see his channel. That's that's one of my friends that was there. But they're not really like me, like talking on camera all the time. Anyway, I saw what she was trying to do. She was trying to insinuate that you guys got paid for it. It It's like, when she was asking questions, I, I knew what was going on. So I made sure to verbally say that nobody didn't get paid to go there and no, we just we just wanted to go. We're patriots. That's it. This ain't nothing funny. I made sure I said that. So if a hit piece comes out, everybody, we have witnesses here that what was put out there was incorrect. Because if we didn't say it, then she would just say, Rumor has it they got paid. They might have gotten paid. Conversation may have happened. You know what? What probably would happen is she would have said, well, they did not tell us if they got paid or not, so maybe they did. They put it out there and just let it linger. So when you're dealing with the media, you got to be a little bit more intelligent. You got to be less naive than what they were. So it is what it is. Yeah. But see, the thing about BRCC is that somebody said it right there, Coco, says my husband is a veteran and say he didn't trust BRCC a long time ago. Yeah, they've done quite a few things like this that have kind of compounded. So there's a big kickback because not just this one incident with the New York Times article, but with other things, Cal Rittenhouse and a few just weird things going on kind of compounded to be like, okay, who are you guys really? And one thing about it, not, I'm not trying to hate on the guys. I like their company, but I think everybody that is a founder was also in the CIA. They, they were in the military first as veterans and then came back as a CIA contractor. Food for thought. I'll leave it right there. You can do what you want with it. But anyway, let's get to a few more here. But the moral order story is be media savvy. Do not be naive. If you have an interview request with anybody on the left, anybody center left, and they know who you are, if you're conservative, they're going to write a hit piece. It's going to be an attack, period. Be ready for it. If you can't do a live interview, decline. And if you want to do an interview when it's not live, well, just know they're going to chop you up and they'll tell you, they'll, they'll tell you anything. Oh, it won't be a hit piece. Everything will be all right. They're lying. Now, shout out to Nicole Hannah Jones, the sixteen nineteen project lady for talking about Cuba being some type of racial utopia. Now this whole thing is crazy. She said, um, Back in 2019, for full disclosure, it wasn't recently. It wasn't like somebody said, hey, what's going on right now with Cuba? How do you feel about that? You know, what's what's next? Oh, everything is great there. Where's your utopia? She didn't say that. It's back in 2019. And I believe the interviewer asked her um, some kind of question relating to, you know, racism and whatnot. And she was saying that Cuba is a place where there's a lot of racial harmony. There's less racism there because of socialism. That's what she said. Now, a lot of you guys commented on the video I did about that saying, hey, that's not even really true. One guy, I forget his name, 
was talking about how he went there and he's black and he went to a hotel and it kind of got harassed because he's black. Somebody else said that like two thirds of the black population is incarcerated. Is that true? I have no idea, but I mean, I'm not really doubting it because at a certain point when you have these um, dictatorships under communism and whatnot, it gets weird like that. No, the gulag type thing starts to become a reality. Nazi Germany, Soviet Russia, everywhere, it kind of goes on the same pattern. And certain people are put in these camps just because, you know, they might not be productive or whatever the case may be. It's racism. It's intolerance. It's a boogeyman to blame. Whatever it is, it always ends the same way. Okay, when Castro was there and they had the Soviets and you were a kid just living at your crib, just hanging out, chilling, playing soccer, whatever, you might get snatched up one day and then have to go work out on the farm to wherever they wanted to send you to. And it's just, it wasn't even the choice. It's like, now you're going to work on the farm and that's it. And I think recently there's actually kids out of their homes and they're putting a vest on them or whatever. And say so you got to go out there and fight your own people that are out there protesting. They're out there trying to fight for their rights. You see, you don't really have choices in these types of environments and these kinds of societies. So when you say it's virtual utopia, what, what does that really mean? Where you don't have any choice, where there's no freedom, where you get locked up for criticizing the federal government when you can't even protest peacefully without, getting, without going to the gulag? What type of freedom is that? What type of utopia is that? It, it, it wasn't even true. And if it was true that there's no racism and everything's hunky-dory in Cuba, then why are they trying to come here? Why get on a pile of trash and float 90 miles from Cuba to Florida if everything's so great? Why so many Cubans in South Florida say the exact opposite? I, I really don't understand. Nicole Hannah-Jones is a nut. Nicole Hannah-Jones fled to an HBCU because she couldn't get tenure at um, North Carolina. I think Nicole Hannah-Jones and a bunch of other people realize that the money in their occupation is not really how they're going to make money. You understand her being the night chair or whatever kind of random title at UNC is meaningless because her money is going to come from the 1619 project, um, speaking engagements, television appearances, movies, etc. That'll be her cash cow. She could totally just resign from uh, being an academic. Same thing with Cornell West. Cornell West left Harvard and this big scathing letter talking about how racist they are, but he'd been there for like 30 years on and off. So if they're so racist, why have they employed you for so long? And why were you staying there for so long? Mr. I'm so talented. I'm so I can go anywhere. Why not go to a black college? I'm sure that Cornell West would be able to go to uh, Hampton, Norfolk state, Howard somewhere and do well. You want that Harvard money. Nicole Hannah-Jones, same way you want that UNC money. But then when money's not an object anymore and you make more, quote-unquote, off the field, then it doesn't matter where you go. You can pretty much stay home. You don't stay home because you need some place to be an academic to validate your nonsense 1619 project book. You got to teach somewhere to have relevance. So when you go to these speaking engagements, they can say, okay, She's an educator. She's a night chair, 1619 project. It ain't nothing about, it's nothing more than just having labels 
and titles behind your name to get more money to hawk these books and merch and stuff like that. And speaking of merch, do you guys know that AOC spent one point, what I say, 1.2, 1.3 million um, from a campaign money on merchandise? You know how much that is just to be able to spend and not really worry about where it's at, trying to recoup? And if you double up, you probably get about 2.6, maybe even 3.2, depending upon how hard you go, depending upon your margins and how cheap you got it for. But capitalism is bad and it's the worst thing in the world, but you want to sell merchandise and that's fine. And where do you get 1.2, 1.3, whatever it is and anyway, from capitalists, from socialists, where is the money coming from? I'm sure it came from somewhere and some people that work for a living that engage in capitalism. If you did not have capitalism, you wouldn't even be able to do this. It just wouldn't be the thing. Was it 1.4? Yeah, 1.4. I mean, come on. You got to invest that. So you can't even like, that's just there and it can't be spent until you make it back and then make a profit. Can you do that? Do you just have like five grand land around to put into merch and not be able to spend? It's funny how that works. This, this whole running for office and campaigning, it's a hustle for some people. It's a big time hustle. What would the cool kids say? It's a grift or it's a big grift for a lot of people. And some people are successful in their grift and they win and they have power like AOC and others are not. They just run because they know they can make money. You know, just like even here's a prime example. I said it before. I'll say it again. Ilhan Omar, prime example. Ilhan Omar has, um, she, she won her race, obviously. She's actually in Congress. But I read that 70% of her campaign money, at least at one point in time, went to her now husband after she got divorced from her alleged brother and left her real husband she had kids with under the Islamic marriage. That's weird. You get married to your brother, allegedly, then marry under Islamic and then divorce him to get married to somebody else you were already seeing. Is that haram? I don't know, but I digress. Um, She got married to the dude by the name of Tim Minette, the, the white man, by the way. 70% of her campaign money goes to his consulting firm. 70%. So if you're married to a guy who just happens to have a consulting company and 70% of your campaign money goes to him for campaign-related activities, I mean, how is he spending that money? It's not all going toward cost. It's going toward profit. It's going toward his company. He's able to pay himself from the company a nice little bit of money. So you think if they're married, she's not getting that money as well? On top of being paid for speaking engagements, on top of being paid to be in Congress, on top of any kind of random gifts she may get that are not necessarily related to her job. I mean, come on, big grift. So when people talk about ABO, you're trying to be, you're a grifter, all this and the third. I mean, <laughs> you guys have not, not, not you guys, you guys are perfect. The people that say that have not seen grift. They, they've not seen grifting. They've not seen that, 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 um, that, that Senator, the governor, mayor, they've not seen it. They've not seen episodes of the wire where it was one episode of The Wire. If you've not seen it, you got to watch it. Great series. One episode where the mayor, Clay Davis, was dealing with one of the, the drug dealers 
who was trying to not be a drug dealer. He was trying to be a businessman, and I'm trying to be a developer. I'm trying to do right but with, the, with this dope money, right? And and the mayor conned the dope boy out of money. Met him in the back alley, gave him a, a suitcase full of money. Conned him. That type of stuff goes on every single day, every day. So, yeah, the... If you if you seen guys rob for like a hundred dollars, it's nothing compared to some of these suit and ties, you know, forging your name, all types of crazy stuff. But I'm going down the rabbit hole, so I digress. The whole point is that there's a lot of uh, funny business happening out there in the world, in politics especially, and you see a lot of it coming from these people that want to be social activists, talking about Black Lives Matter, hands up, don't shoot. It ain't nothing but a way for them to enrich themselves getting four or five, six houses. We saw that with um, Patrice Cullors from black lives matter, you know, all about Marxism, all about socialism, but yeah, I got a fat real estate portfolio trying to hedge toward um, my future endeavors, trying to hedge toward inflation. It's like, okay, uh, against inflation, pardon me. It's so dumb. It's so transparent at this point. And what else we talk about? We got, Oh, speaking about, um, socialism, communism, California wants a UBI for certain people. Uh, the, the funniest part about this is that in a news report, they say it's going to be for people that are exiting the foster care system, 18, 19 or whatever. If they leave foster care, they get some UBI and also pregnant mothers. That's what they said on air. But in the article I read, it said pregnant people, big difference. Because if you are pregnant, you got to be a woman, right? I mean, last I checked, men cannot have babies. Only women could become pregnant. And you got to be a biological woman to have a baby. You got to have ovaries. You got to have a womb. You got to have, you know, female parts to have a baby. When they say pregnant people, they are leaving the, the gendered part out of it. So maybe a man could be pregnant too. I saw this picture and I promise I won't show it because it's pretty gross. Actually, the picture, whoever, whoever took that picture need to get locked up. And those that are in the picture need to go to Gitmo. I'm talking about Big Rocks, Little Rocks. Go away. Don't come back no more. But there was a picture of a person that identified as male that was obviously born female who I suppose had the baby. I'm not sure if any of them had the baby. It could have been a surrogate. That's a different story. I presume this person who identifies as male had the baby and they had the breast removed so that they didn't have female breasts normally. Right. But the male, the biological male now identifies as female and was trying to breastfeed the baby. It's like, sir, sir, you, you, sir, are not a woman. Please stop trying to define to, to, defy biology time on some i'm not lactating uh, you, you don't say because you are a man how about that men don't lactate maybe i'm wrong i don't think men can breastfeed I, i've never seen that happen in nature with, with humans but hey i guess if you can create whatever kind of gender you want you can identify as whatever you can identify as a lactating woman too but at a certain point it's simply not going to work it's just not going to work you can identify as having the womb as well, but I mean, how, how's that going to work? How, how are you going to get pregnant, sir? 
I mean, and what where, where are you gonna how what how is you gonna have the logistics of that working out? Where are you gonna have the baby at? Where's it gonna exit? Uh, I digress. The whole point is that um they said pregnant people <laughs> in the um in the article. So that tells you how far we've gone in California. This is why it's hard for Larry Elder to win because of that type of stuff. If they're giving money to people that identify as male that are having a baby just because they are having a baby, I don't know. It's just, it's just really weird. It's really weird. And I hope that we're able to get back on track. And I hope those that are fleeing California do not bring any of that stuff with them. I promise if I'm in the mall or a restaurant somewhere and I hear some California accents, I might, I might just blow my top. I might just snap and be like, Hey, don't bring the nonsense here to Tennessee. Don't do it. And just go back to eating my food. I might just do that. Cause I don't want to have none of that around me at all. Period. Anyway, um, <laughs> if, if you enjoy what you're hearing so far, go ahead, give me a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. This will be available on your, va- your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc. A link for that will be in the box. Shout out to my sponsors one more time. Uh, shout out to BHEDesigns.com for the beautiful flags that are right behind me. You can get ones that are just like that or one of your very own. Links in the box. Also, shout out to Mission1920.com for some beautiful handmade American soaps. That's right, soaps. Great lathers, great scents, great for a gift for yourself or somebody else, that's in the box. Also, PatriotPost.us, great news source, unbiased. They're conservative, but they're not going to give you some nonsense. Link for that will be in the box. Um, And, of course, my own website, ablmerch.com, the best merch on the Internet. You can get these hats right here that I got on my head. Super high quality, perfect. I designed everything on the site. Hopefully you enjoy it. And of course, my website, anthonyblogan.com. Everything's on there. I got emails, snail mail, social media, articles, whatever you need. I got it right there on anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B-L-O-G-A-N. And we got super chats on deck, and then I'm going to get to the calls in just a moment. So y'all hang tight. Don't go nowhere. Just sit right where you at and enjoy the ride. All right, so let me go over here and try to find them. As always, they put them in this little uh, cubby hole. So what's the day, the 21st? Let's go to it. Shout out to Love Live Serve who says, ABO just lost my brother suddenly after he came back overseas. That was my dog. The pain is deep. I know you lost your dad recently. Any advice? Well, first of all, sorry for your loss. You know I know how you feel because I lost my dad on Christmas Day. It was it was crazy, you know, just after when I when I first heard it, it was like a shock to me. I'm sure it was a shock to you as well. All I can say is just try to occupy your time with things you enjoy. You know, I'm not trying to say forget about your brother or anything like that. But what you don't want to do is sit around and 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 sulk because it makes you feel worse. You you get deeper into feeling sorrowful. I would say just do things you enjoy. Uh Find a way to have happiness in a time of sadness. You know, don't forget about your brother now. You know, talk about him to wherever you can. Remember the good times you had with him. But 
don't get into a state where you can't get out for yourself and everybody else around you. So hopefully that helps you. And again, sorry for your loss. Shout out to uh, Khadija Shaw for the donation. I appreciate you. Thank you to Apu who says the value of Van Jones communism, hundred million, the value of ABL's integrity priceless. You are so right. ABL, the grift is on the left. Oh yeah. You know what? I might do a video about that. I might do a video about that because that's crazy. If you guys don't know, um, you know, um, your man, Elon Musk went up there in that funny shaped rocket. I'm going to say what it looks like, but anyway, he went up there in a funny shaped rocket high in the sky in quote unquote space. <clears throat> when he came back down later in the day, he gave out two awards. I think it's the inaugural year for the award. He gave Van Jones and someone else a hundred million dollars each. And the purpose is to give to a charity of their choice. Now he gave them the money they get in first dibs. So if you're Van Jones, are you going to give all the money to charity? All of it? Huh? You got a hundred million. Take about five million for yourself. Put it in, a, put it aside. They could take about what? At a tax is probably about 45 million. That's no problem to a charity. That's no problem. Matter of fact, I'll give five million to myself and then five million to a trust or some kind of something from my kids. You know, it, it'd be a foundation or something like that. Not, I get paid from that as well. Oh, yeah. They're definitely going to be eating off of that. Pay Uncle Sam his little, all, all his money. You know, have, have, have Uncle Sam rob you right quick and then enrich yourself. Now, I've never been offered $100 million or anywhere close to that. I've never been offered any direct cash like that from a, a Jeff Bezos or anybody. You know, you guys are the ones that support me. By watching the videos, by supporting, by buying merch, that's that's how I'm able to. But Van Jones, get on TV and cry about anything on demand like that, like he's a TV actress, $100 million, sprinkling. And the funniest thing I saw from that, when people said that, Oh, it's nothing for, um, not Elon Musk. What'd I say? Oh, for Jeff Bezos. It's nothing for Jeff Bezos. It's a drop in the bucket. It's a tax write-off. Well, I mean, $100 million is $100 million. It don't matter. It doesn't matter how much Bezos is worth. It doesn't matter how much Amazon is worth. It's still $100 million. That's nothing to sneeze at. You understand what I'm saying? So, I thank you for that, um, Apple. Apple also says, shout out to Charles Hunter Jr. meeting Doug Ripley. Yeah, shout out to uh, Charles and Doug. Big up. Shout out to Chevy, who says, white man made me donate. <laughs> Thank you to Apple, who says, FBI inside job on Michigan, Governor Kerfuffle, FBI bad. Yeah. So, you guys know about Gretchen Whitmer, right? The whole kidnapping plot. Well, we know the federales were involved. First, the story that I heard, that I read, was two of four people were federales. Uh, one was a direct FBI agent and one was uh FBI informant. Now it's like 18 people were with the feds that were involved with the plot. It's like at a certain point you have many more feds that were involved with the plot than regular normies. So, I mean, what's really going on? What was it? A fed plot? I don't know what's happening, but it's, it's really, really crazy. And I feel like, in my humble opinion, 
The same thing was happening with January 6th. I've said it already. How many of these guys that should be arrested, according to the precedent, they got like 500 guys locked up or charged or they got to get them arrested or whatever the case may be. But there's a bunch of other guys that have not been arrested that did the exact same thing that the guys who were locked up did. Now, why are they not in jail? Why? What's the reason? Just just because? No, no answer. So if two guys go into the Capitol and do the exact same thing, they're side by side, they came from the same place, in the same hotel, one goes to jail, one doesn't. Why? Maybe one guy is federale, you know, FBI, CIA, DEA, or whatever. Just maybe. I think a lot of a lot of a lot of things we see have the government's imprint on it. This is a big part of the reason why I don't like big government because they get involved with just regular everyday things that they should not be involved with. And it makes it look like normies are doing it. But that's not the case. Put it to you like this. If not for the federal rallies and Tifa fake leftists at the Capitol, what would have happened? You think, think it would have been as bad as what it was? I don't, I don't think so. Not at all. It probably wouldn't have happened at all. We'll move on. John Sullivan is a guy that got paid by, I think, CNN and NBC, allegedly, for his footage inside the Capitol. He got arrested, but I'm not sure what happened. But I do know he got paid for his footage. He was in there on January 6th recording. And he had on MAGA attire, but he was not MAGA. He was disguised, talking about, oh, I got to blend in. Oh, okay. But when I say that there were a bunch of guys that were there who were pretending to be MAGA, I'm called a, a tenfold hat conspiracy theorist. I can't tell. I cannot tell. It looks like what I said was correct. Um, thank you to Boomhauer who says, going to miss a show tonight, going to take my wife to a nice dinner. But here's a little money to fight off that Democratic stronghold. Thank you for that, man. And enjoy your, enjoy your night. Enjoy the dinner. Get some good steak, man. Uh, medium, rare, rare. No well done. Shout out to Apple who says a few more here. MAGA Patriot, eight months in jail. BLM and Tifa go free. Sad. Yeah. You could burn down an old folks home and don't even get arrested, let alone go to the penitentiary. Also, MAGA Patriots in D.C. in jail sing anthem every night at nine. Wow. Is that true? Also, ABL, awesome video debunking communism with common sense. Thank you. Uh, shout out to ABL childhood team Bucks win championships. Yeah, shout out to the Bucks, one thousand percent. You know my childhood team, been my team the whole time since the nineties. Back when they had Ray Allen, Sam Cassell, Glenn Robinson, then they had Tim Thomas and a bunch of other guys on the squad. Um, I saw them play in DC when they had Michael Red, like in 2010, 2011. Yeah, so I've been the Bucks fan for a long time, and when Giannis came along. I knew he was going to be like the next guy. I would call that and talk about, you know, basketball, football or whatever. And Giannis is always one of those guys who was like, man, watch out for Giannis. He's going to be the next guy. When he got drafted from Greece, I'm like, he, he's got it. He, he's definitely got it. And here we are winning a championship. They want to talk about, oh, people were injured. It doesn't really count. People always get injured. It's part of the game or injuries. People get injured. They get old. They get Get suspended. That's part of the game. 
who is not suspended, who is not injured, who is able to play, who's durable enough to last a full season and then win a championship. That's what matters. I don't care about if, 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 you know, it's a bunch of ifs out there, but it doesn't mean it doesn't matter who wins, who loses is what matters. All the ifs are irrelevant, but I move on. Um, and he also says Giannis is an excellent role model. Yes. Giannis is a real happy guy, not divisive or nothing like that. Just real cool. Not political. As far as I know, they did. The books did, um, try to boycott when Jacob Blake got shot, but I'm not really sure what prompted that. I didn't see Giannis say anything about it, but anyway, Giannis is a good, good guy. I'm glad he won. Came from Greece. Story right quick. Story time right quick. Giannis won a championship. Well, he was the MVP of the team that won a championship, Milwaukee Bucks. He was a season, he was a regular season MVP last year, if I'm not mistaken. And then the finals MVP this year. But he came from Athens, Greece. And he was a first generation Greek citizen of Nigerian parents. You understand what I'm saying? So his parents born in Nigeria. They moved to Athens, Greece, and he was living there, grew up there with his brothers, Kostas and Kostas, if I'm not mistaken. And they had Greek names to blend in, Giannis and uh, Kostas. But anyway, he would sell CDs and DVDs on the street. He was a street vendor in Athens with his mom and his dad and his brothers and everybody. He came from that, barely having food, barely having things needed, being real poor, to come into the U.S. and becoming an NBA champion and probably the best player in the game, in my humble opinion. You know, so he's humble as a result of that. So shout out to Giannis for winning the championship and shout out to the story of coming from literally nothing to something, to more than something, to the best player in the game. And shout out to Lucian Poe who says, ironic how if we oppose getting the vaccine, you're egotistical, but some women passionately defend abortion without caring about the baby's rights. Exactly. 1,000%. Like, the baby doesn't have a choice. The baby has no choice, right? It's whatever. Once it's a baby, you could do it. Um, shout out to CA who says, play Idaho governor's message to Californians moving to Idaho. It's hilarious. Okay, I've not heard this, but I'm going to play it right quick if I can find it. Um, Let me see. Okay, can I find it? All right, hold on. All right, let's let's see if I can get this get some sound here, and let's get it on the screen, and let's go ahead and start from the top here. As has been well documented over the last year, our state has experienced a notable influx of immigrants from the state of California. <laughs> this has been felt all over the great state of Idaho, but the vast majority of our new residents have flocked to right here in the Treasure Valley. While housing prices across the country have been on the rise, Idaho's housing prices are growing fastest in the nation. This isn't a new phenomenon, but with the pandemic response, it's accelerated drastically. Over the last decade, Idaho's real estate prices have gone up almost 400%. And sorry for the sound if it's low like that. I can't get the sound any higher than what it is, so I'm sorry. As the suburban migration rolls on, 
Californians in particular flee California seeking more favorable living conditions right here in the gem state. But real estate prices aren't what I'm here to focus on today. I'd like to address our newest residents directly, and I'm going to be blunt. My intention is not to offend, but it's to get through to you clearly. I urge you to please man or woman up and take my words in the spirit that they're intended. And that's to help you and to help us all. To our newest Idahoans, I have a special message. Your home state is an outhouse fire. It's a beautiful and gorgeous place, but it's been made uninhabitable by horrendous policies and woke mind rot. Short-sighted wow. feel-good policies have led to high taxes, crushing regulations, and out-of-control infringement on your freedom. I understand why you... My man right here is killing me with the, the sign language interpreting. Did, did you see that? Like, he's wearing me out. ...wanted to escape. Your political refugees who have come to a place of real freedom. Welcome to the greatest state in the Union. Don't screw it up. There are plenty of wackos emerging here who would love to be elected into local and state offices with the agenda of turning our amazing state into a steaming bag of dog vomit, much like the state you just came here from. Don't listen to the lies of these charlatans. They'll use tricky phrases that will sound nice to you for the purposes of fooling you into voting for ridiculous measures that restrict our freedom. Let me provide a few examples. If you hear any of these phrases, run. Invest in infrastructure. Pay their fair share. For public safety. Common sense reforms. And pretty much anything with the word social in it. Like social responsibility, social credit, social justice, social score, socialized. Now, is, is that really him? Is that, is that really the governor? Or is this, a, is this a parody? I think it might just be a parody because it's like the same guy right there. This is funny, though. But I don't have all day right here to play it. But that's funny. Yeah, that's that's hilarious, though. Shout out to him. That's good. <laughs> now, nah, that's not real. That, that wasn't really the governor, but that was funny. Shout out to whoever that was doing that. Hey, you're, we're, we're on the same page with that. But if a, if a sitting governor said, uh, and Powell dog vomit, I probably would have heard that on the news already. <laughs> I probably heard that on the news for sure. So, yeah, shout out to the him. Shout, shout out to that guy. And I believe it was probably it was probably him doing the sign language, and it probably wasn't even really sign language. That's so why I'm like, what do you really? Yeah. But what he said, but whoever that guy was telling the truth though, because a lot of Californians are coming out here to Tennessee too. And like I was saying, you guys leave politics at the door. If you guys are conservative people and you're moving away from California, great. If you are center left, stay. If you are kind of on the edge and don't really stay. If you are conservative for real and you want to be in Rome and do as the Romans, come on through. I'll give you a cowboy hat, a pair of uh, um, uh, cowboy boots, some jeans that are a little bit too tight. I'll give you all that stuff and you'll be good to go. But if you want to smoke crack and stuff like that out in the open in the park, then please stay in Los Angeles. But I'll move on. Um, Let me see. Let me go back to where I was. Uh... Well, I got quite a few here. Hold on one second. Shout out to Matthew Phillips who says, I hope Americans 
know how blessed they are with their constitution. Canada is heading toward the authoritarian route as it's easier for the government to achieve total political control unopposed. Exactly. Yeah. That's what they want. They want that China union party. So you can't do anything. It's like, then you become demoralized because you know, you can't do anything. And yeah, that's a serious problem. You become dependent and demoralized. That's the ultimate goal. In my opinion, for the left, all these government programs, all these welfare benefits, the welfare state, they want to keep that in power. Then they want to say, oh, you don't, you don't need an idea or anything like that. We'll take care of everything for you. You, need, you could just do whatever you want. You know, and at, at a certain point, it'd become they control everything in your life. You won't have any freedom. Welcome to Venezuela. Welcome to Cuba. Welcome to uh, China. Welcome to uh, West Germany. Welcome to all these places. Um, USSR. Anyway, thank you to Ian who says, have you ever seen the interview of PCR test inventor Kerry Mullis giving his opinion on Tony Faraci? Very interesting. I've not seen that, but I've heard about it. I need to watch it. Um, shout out to Butt versus Windshield who says they got the vaccine from taking blood from Ozzy Osbourne. He used to bite the heads off bats. Yeah. Shout out to Valerie who says Fauci telling Paul he had no idea what he was talking about. But when someone else asked Fauci how many people at NIH were vaccinated, Fauci said he didn't know. He has no right talking about what someone else does or doesn't know. Boom. Right on point. Thank you for that. Thank you to Terranius who says, what do you think about LaChina James movie not being released in China? Hilarious. So you do all this, um, you know, uh, um, how can I say in a family friendly way? You do all this uh, kowtowing to the CCP, LeBron, and your movie does not get shown in China, which is a really big location. I've not seen that yet, but with movies nowadays, I'm going to tell you what happens. What they end up doing is including a lot of Chinese stuff just to appease the Chinese market. Just right now, I was watching Venom a little bit because I got a sound bar on my TV and I got a subwoofer. So I wanted to see how it sounds. Never had it before. I just got it just because. So I'm, you know, hearing the sound. Listen, I'm watching the movie for a little bit. And in the first 20 minutes or so, they're like in some kind of China scene for some reason. Now, I used to, you know, read Spider-Man and Venom when I was younger, you know, playing the video games and stuff like that. I never remember, like, a Chinatown scene, but they always do that. It can be any kind of movie. They could be talking about um, uh, apocalypse in America. It would be a random Chinese scene because they got to appeal to the Chinese market. It's always like that. In Black Panther, there was an Asian scene randomly. Why? Because they want to play that in China and appeal to the Chinese market. If they see themselves in the movie, then it goes over better. They change posters and everything for the Chinese market. It, the funniest one where they had, uh, what was that, Star Wars? Where they shrunk John Boyega's picture down because he doesn't really go over too well in China. I wonder why. But I'll move on. It's so much better. I can't tell. Anyway, um, Charles Hunter Jr. says, ABO President... Trump got 34% of the vote in 2020. You're talking about in, um, in California? Well, 34% is not, you know, that that's not going to do it. They can take Tyrannius who says, vax that thing up. They want people to get the shot in the high parts. <laughs> uh, apparently so, huh? They can take Ian Kenny who says, lab leak was not an accident. The Great Reset is worldwide communism. Step three of communist takeover crisis. Step four, normalization. I'm telling you, ABO, we need to pay attention. Well, it makes sense to me. 
Thank you to Megan who says, hi, I am type one diabetic, just like James Tyler Rico, the Democrat who debated Pete Hexeth. He needs to get insulin cheaper and stop clowning around. Oh, there you go. Makes sense to me because that's a pretty hot button issue. Something that affects him directly. But you know what? He's not worried about that because he can still, he can be in with the elites. This is also kind of how communism happens. A lot of these people, like James Tyler Rico, they think they're doing a great deed for their party and for the country, and they're fighting against racism, what is that, and the third. What they're really doing are, they're just pawns. They're just pawns in the system, and when there's no need for them anymore, they'll be discarded. That's how it always happens. People don't want to read. They don't want to uh, believe history. They think, oh, we can do better than they did. We'll be better than they did, than they were. No, you won't be better than they were. You'll be the exact same as they were. You'll have the exact same end result. Thank you to Labra Bulls who says, what's the statute of, limit, statute of limitations on coup d'etat in the United States? Anyone asking for Biden? <laughs> Thank you to Laura for the tea emoji or coffee mug. Thank you to Ian who says, the pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum. Thank you to Laura, who says, so many Americans do not appreciate their freedoms and rights in this great country. I wish they wouldn't let the door hit them on the way out. Uh, I'm right there with you. Ian also says, love for you to get Tim Pool on your show and discuss the great reset. He'll tell you all about what's happening. EMC Rock says, we spoke in California here. Love your show, ABL. Uh, but you can't, you can't be doing that in Tennessee now. Can't be doing that. You got to give it up. Get, get them, get them, get, get the weed up. Stay off the weed. High Drip says, when did black people become okay with homosexuality as long as they do it in their privacy? I mean, that's a loaded question. Like, just ask a direct question next time. But if you're asking me about my point of view, which is what you're doing, I don't really care about what people do. That don't mean I'm going to do it. You know, like, see, it's one thing to talk about. When you're talking about drugs, you're talking about a thing that are, is going to create dangerous people. It's going to create desperate people because their mind state is altered. They're physically altered. And really, it's a war from China on us to make us become drug addicted to where we're easily taken over by the left people that they want to prop up. Do you know that a uh, big part of Facebook? I was reading a story today because you got to look at these things and um, you got to kind of zoom out. We know that Facebook is doing a whole lot of you know censorship and stuff like that of us on random things. I was reading somewhere where they said 15 to 20 Facebook engineers on one team were Chinese in America, not Chinese American. Like they, they moved here when they were a baby or they were born here. I'm talking about from China speaking Mandarin 15 to 20. And then the other five were Asian with maybe one or two white guys, no blacks or Hispanics. Do you, do you understand what's happening? Like you're talking about people being taken over in, in a lot of different ways. Big tech coming, taking you, taking you over. China's involved with that. They make all the phones, all the telecom equipment. Then they want to program it too. And then they bring, they, they flush you with drugs. It's the opium war in reverse. They're getting revenge. Don't you see? But I digress. My point is that I'm worried about things that actually matter. Not what someone does that does not affect society overall. I can't control what you do with another adult. How am I going to control that? I can, however, control China. I can, can I can try to control China.
from poisoning us with drugs. You, see, you understand what I'm saying? Um, Buffett's windshield says, so wait, Biden wants to have teams go door to door to ask people to get vexed. Hmm. Every home. Can you say super spreader event? That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Why are you coming to my door? You're spreading the, you're spreading the germ, right? Stay in DC, stay wherever you live. Don't come to my house. How about that? Makes sense, right? All right. And we got a few more super chats here. Then I'm going to get to the calls. Thank you to Valerie Rogers, who says depopulation is the goal by any means possible. And Joey Muggs says, would you rather take a jab from Mike Tyson or from Moderna? Hey, man, give me that Mike Tyson 1997 power hook. You know, I might, I might lose my jaw, but I keep my life. <laughs> I, I, I got a better chance with that right there. Um. Also, okay, I, I got a few more. I'm going to read, then I'm going to get to the calls, I promise. Uh, Laura Catherine says, I'm allergic to all the weird political correctness was taking over our country. What is wrong with people? All ABL, thank you for keeping it real and can't do nothing else. Thank you to Tyrannus who says, I'm going to get a sir, sir, sir mug. That's hilarious. Hey, get you one. Hopefully you do. Hydrate says, how do you feel about being black and knowing that black people are being used to destroy America? Well, it's not just us because when you're talking about these BLM rallies, you get mostly whites. I think what's happening is that black issues are being used to destroy America and they're getting a lot of leftist people that have been brainwashed in K through 12 in college to do the dirty work. That includes blacks, whites, everybody. It's not even a racial thing. The, the issues they are fighting for, they think at least are racial, but really everyone's being used to try and destroy America. Oh, we got to you on that. Thank you for that. We lit, got green tea and a sir, sir, sir mug. Um, per Kayla says, did you hear that Skeletor Pelosi doesn't want Jim Jordan to have anything to do with January 6th hoax investigation? She's scared of him. Yeah, I did read that. Well, I, I saw it. Matter of fact, I saw some of a press conference today where Jim Jordan was out there with another guy. I forget his name. Thank you to Beck MC for the, 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 uh, cat donation. Uh, thank you to Pete Sangria who says, didn't Dr. Fauci look precious today? <laughs> Uh, Hello Boy for Life says, Hey, ABA, did you see the USA women's soccer team kneeling on opening day? They proceed to get their butts handed to them, breaking a 44 win streak. Of course, when you focused on wokeness and not trying to actually succeed, that's what happens. Always. Thank you to Sherlock Hemlock, who says, Really love your commentary and your insights, and most of all, your humor, ABA. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate you. Thank you to Draco and Kodak, who say, did you watch the new Space Jam? And if so, did you like it? I've not seen that, but I'm going to watch it just for you guys. I'm going to watch it, and then I'm going to do a review on my ABO gaming channel. So I'll, I'll pay for HBO Max just for y'all, and I'll watch it. Um, Shout out to William, who says, wow, this guy is based. Just went in. Talking about that guy that was doing the parody. Yeah, he was good. Thank, thank you to James Lindbergh, who says, we need the God King Trump back running things. Also, shout out to Valerie Rogers who says depopulation is the goal. Oh, I read that one. Okay, let's get to the calls now. Let's go ahead and get to it. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. There is also an email in the description box. If you want to get on in Skype, you'll be right here in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen or just audio only if you want to do that. All right. So... Let's get Skype up and running. If it wants to work, that'd be fantastic. 
if Skype does not work properly, it's not my fault. Blame the white man. And thank you to F.A. Ranger Xbox who says the best way to fight back is in federal-backed college loans, slavery by government. Correct, 1,000%. If not for the federales being involved with the student loan program, then education wouldn't be so expensive. All right, let's go. I'm about to call you online. I'm speaking to 267. Hey, ABL. Uh, my name is Nasty. I'm calling from Philly. Uh, so I have three points that I want to talk to you about. I'm going to try to keep it quick. So uh, first, uh, I've been looking at a lot of stuff in terms of gun control. And I was looking far back into, like, like obviously I know about stuff like from segregation and stuff, how all people are allowed to own guns. And then I got to the point of Reagan, and I started to see how it kind of started in California and then how it also kind of bled into his presidency where, like, it started in California with the Panthers when they kind of marched into a government building protesting a gun law about open carry or something like that with rifles. And then I saw later on in his presidency, he was talking about, uh, he basically banned fully automatic weapons in terms of uh, private sales. Like you have to apply for, I forget, you got to go through a whole bunch of government stuff just to purchase fully automatic weapons. So what are your thoughts on that? Because I haven't heard any like conservatives talk about that. Okay, what's, what's your exact question? Uh, like, uh, why is it that we don't talk about that in terms of conservatives? Like, we say we want, like, protection of the Second Amendment, but Reagan is, like, one of the biggest conservatives that people have popularized, and they don't talk about that. They don't talk about how his, uh, he kind of attacked the Second Amendment on that one. Well, I mean, I think that people know that Reagan wasn't perfect, like, no president is perfect. I mean, same, mm-hmm. same thing about Trump, because Trump, he had uh, banned the bump stop thing, People didn't like mm-hmm. that either. So you're not going to get 100% of what you want from everybody. Even when Trump was running, mm-hmm. he was talking about the whole um, issue with transgender bathrooms. He was like, he doesn't really care where you go if you are a transgender. I didn't agree with that. I'm not going to agree mm-hmm. with everything that goes on, but I'm not necessarily going to be so eager to criticize someone over one particular issue at the end of the day. Okay. And... uh my other question, I don't really care about it. But one last question. So uh, I basically was watching your channel, and I also came across, I don't know if you know who he is, Eric D. July. He also does, like, who? commentary. Eric D. July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what it is. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came across this channel while watching some of your videos, and I kind of got his perspective as a libertarian. Because at first I was watching this stuff, and I'm like, oh, he's a conservative as well, because of what he was saying about the left. And then I started paying attention to, like, certain stuff he was talking about. He's talking about, like, he's an anarchist. But I kind of didn't understand that because at a certain point, you do need to have order. You can't just have people doing whatever. Like, of course, certain things are, like, good to have. So I was wondering, like, would you be interested in doing a debate with him in the near future or just talking about uh, your differing opinions, because I would like to hear that. I mean, sure. You know, I, I like him. You know, I, I've I've been in this chat before. You know, so he's a cool guy to me. I like I like what he does. We're not going to yeah, agree on everything, cool. and that's fine. But if you wanted to debate, 
I'm not sure what, what the debate would actually be because I like most of what he says. So, um, but I agree with you as far as need, needing to have order. See, when you have anarchy works when everybody's on the same page, but people are not going to be on the same page. And at a certain point, you're always going to have society always has some type of order. Even if there is no declared order, one will emerge. That's how it always happens. And it's best to have um, order that has some kind of governing body that has some kind of accountability. That's what, that's what we always fight for here in America is accountability in our governing body and to have it not be so, not, not be so big and overpower us. I agree with the, with the idea of small government, but as far as no government, it doesn't really make sense in reality because it's always going to be a form of society that springs up. See, that's what I understand about his point because it people are, it's always going to be evil people. It's always going to be people because he operates from like a non-aggression point of view where like as long as somebody's not infringing on your uh, unalienable rights, then they, they should be left alone, which I do agree with to a certain extent. Because you have people who do drugs and stuff like that, they become aggravated and violent, and they just make life hell for other people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. All, that's all the questions I have for today. Uh, have a good night. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Me too. Yeah, I like Eric July. I like him a lot. I'm subscribed to him. I'll I'll pay for his YouTube um for his uh membership. Yeah, I like him. So if we were to have a debate, it wouldn't really be nothing, nothing malicious or nothing like that. So shout out to him. All right, let's go to the next one. Seven one four, you're allowed. Who am I speaking to? Ah, uh, this is Andrew. How you doing? I'm well. About yourself? Good. I just wanted to say uh, we love what you're doing. We appreciate you being out there. And I uh, didn't have any questions for you, but you're great. And keep going. Thank you very much. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Take care. All right. Appreciate the call. Short and sweet. Great call. Great uh, words of encouragement. I appreciate that. All right. I call you online. I'm speaking to 917. Is this ABL? Yes, it is. Who am I speaking to? Uh, this is George from New York. All right, George. What's happening? Uh, listen, um, I'm really glad I got through. I wasn't expecting to get uh through and i uh, really appreciate it i love the show um i like listening to you um just to kind of keep my sanity you know I, I live in new york so there's like a lot of like crazy people here um but let me just say that uh you know uh what do you let me ask you what do you do to kind of um i mean i guess humor is is a good thing right to kind of keep yourself uh in good spirits, right? As things unfold in the news and stuff like that, right? Yeah, of um, course. What 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 do you do uh, besides that? I I know you have you say you have like a gaming channel, right? Is that true? Like, I do I have, have a gaming, I channel. Have a gaming channel. I, I have one, but I've not uploaded there in a while. But I still do my gaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so you wait, but you do gaming. So is it like you you build the PC, right? Yeah, I build PCs. That's that's my that's one of my things I do. Like I'm always updating. I, I just got a new card recently. I had to buy a whole PC off Newegg just to get the card out and then put it into my other rig. I got I got I got a 3060 dual, so a 12 gig. Like that's that's one of my hobbies I do. Uh, work on PCs, upgrading my equipment, just setting everything up. Um, I, I really enjoy that. It's so expensive though. 
I mean, it it can it can be expensive, but you know, I like I like to shop and and catch deals and things of that nature, and you know, it, that's just kind of how it is sometimes. Some of these flash sales, you, you can you can afford that. Well, I mean, I, I do I do okay, you know, but you know what? I, I tell you this. Yeah. When I was when I was young, like working at Old Country Buffet, this I had to been like twenty twenty one. I built my first PC, right. and I would just get parts. Like I would save some money from my checks washing dishes. I would save money right. and just get a part here and there, and just that's that's kind of how I always did it. And I was able to build my first PC at working at Old Country Buffet, getting like eight dollars an hour. That's that's so cool. That's like, but we're talking like what nineties? I mean, you're talking like nineties, right? Nah, this was like how old was that? Yeah. This 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 was like. <laughs> 2000s yeah 2000s like early 2000s okay okay so all right uh, let me just say uh one more thing because i know you got a lot of callers and i really appreciate that uh you know i know i'm I'm guessing it's random right you just like pick the numbers so i got lucky tonight yes i got through yes but um so i'm i'm joining the air force like i'm in the air force i'm just waiting to ship out and uh you know i'm hearing about a lot of this like critical race theory um, stuff that, and I'm not sure to what capacity it's gonna kind of, you know, get introduced into the Air Force. But I have heard about the Navy, and I've heard about the Army. Um, you know, I don't see. Uh, let me ask you if you think that this is going to continue for for longer, because even me, like just with the guys that I met, I could tell you right now. I could care less about the. I could care less about race. I mean, I'm a. I'm Hispanic. I'm a Hispanic uh, young man, and uh, I never cared about that stuff. So you know, uh, it didn't bother me. But I was gonna ask you if you think this is gonna kind of step away, or it all depends basically on the leadership. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, you got it right. Um, it's, it's all about the leaders because they're the ones that are pushing it. Just regular soldiers, for the most part, they're not really trying to be involved with it. I mean, generally, as far as I know. But the leaders, they're going to be pushing it. And then also, some of the guys that join may be into it because of what they had been told in K-12. through Some guys are going to be brainwashed like that. And if the, leader, if the leaders are involved with it, and then the guys coming in have been brainwashed, it kind of continues the brainwashing. So, um, hopefully, so- leadership changes, and then that whole dynamic starts to go away okay so it's just a bunch of it's just about uh people who want to be into the because to me it's not even so much about um i just don't see the purpose you know we're in we're in 2021 and to me it's just a something it's about division it's really not about education that's how i see it i think it's just division you know um as a matter of fact i don't even think um i've been taught actual history actually you know growing up i don't i think if maybe my my history growing up in the u.s has been altered or, or it's not the real history and i have to go out on my own because i know you you mentioned before that you like to read a lot i don't like to read unfortunately but i know you like to read a lot and um you know you kind of looked into history yourself right and that's kind of how you got a sense of world history and slavery and all this kind of thing mm-hmm. okay so all right, but um, listen, I really appreciate you took my call. Um, I love the show, love hearing this kind of content, and I tell everybody um, to go watch it. Try to tell my uh, my mom about you, but um, I don't know she's hung up with the style that you talk. Like I don't know what it is. 
<laughs> but I liked it though. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's all right. Well, thank you for the call, man. Appreciate all right, you. Man. All right. All right. Take care. Hey, it's not for everybody. Everybody, they might not, they might like how I talk. They might not like the accent, or I don't know. Some of my little things I do. It's not for everybody, but it's fine. Let's go to the next caller. Let's go six seven eight. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Six seven eight. Hello. Yes, it is. Oh wow, that's crazy. I'm watching your show right now. Um, I want to ask you about um. Yeah, what your opinion is on integration on females in the army and marine? Um, now this is gonna be pretty easy. If women can, okay, there, there's a, there's a standard, right, as far as physical fitness and things of that nature. If they can meet the same standard as a man, then it's cool. But what shouldn't happen mm-hmm. is there there should not be lowered standards because of women not being able to meet the standard. That shouldn't be going on. And if you're talking about yeah. front lines and things of that nature, that probably shouldn't happen either because we all know women, you got certain times of the month they're not going to really be ready. They won't be able to be out there on the front line like men are because they got things going on that require a different level of attention. You can't be out there in Iraq, 115 degree weather in the desert while you're going through your cycle, in my humble opinion, not to be graphic. So I think mm-hmm. that, certain biological factors got to be put into play. We can't just act like we're the same. We're not. So as long as we can respect biology, then it's fine. But if not, then yeah. we're going in the wrong direction. All right. Um, follow up question. How do you feel about like females being in like the same barracks as males and like basic training and stuff? Like Absolutely not. No way. About- no, 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 no way. That's, that's asking for problems right there because at a certain yeah. point, people are human beings. They're going to procreate. And you got, like, young people, too. That's asking for problems. No way. No how. Mm-hmm. Separate them, please. You know, like, if, if you want to, you know, be out of the barracks, out of, out, of, out of basic training, and you want to just have a wife or a husband beyond that, okay, that's one thing. But not living together while you in training. No. No way. Okay. Well, Thank you. I really love your show. I watch it every night. Um, I tell everyone about you. Uh, you give me hope for the future. Like, I love your show. Well, thank you for the call, man, and your comment. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, definitely no. no and, and barracks together? Absolutely not. That's asking for problems. And, and for real, for real, sometimes you got men together. That's asking for problems. Like on the on the Navy boat, y'all know how the the, the, the Navy, y'all don't y'all know how the Navy be. And nothing against any Navy vets that might be in the house. Shout out to y'all. My, my uncle was in the Navy, and he's you know rock solid. But we already know what time it is on the, on some of them boats. You know, you dead in the water, going dark. I'll I'll leave it right there. You already know what it is. Let's go. Seven oh seven, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, uh, is this Mr. Logan? Yes, it is. Hey, Mr. Logan, good to talk to you. I talked to you about I don't know six months ago. I love watching your show and everything. I just wanted to respond to the to the last caller uh, about uh, women in the military. Alrighty. Um, I was in the infantry for 16 years. I was an army ranger for nine years. Uh, this came up as I was getting out. We actually had a, uh, question, 
questionnaire form on uh, what do you think about women in the military while I was in the military as a platoon sergeant. And uh, the first thing that came up was, if you're in a combat zone, can a 120-pound female pull a 240-pound man with gear on his back off the field? And uh, that that was a big deal. Um, so to the last caller, you know, I'd, I'd just like to say as a combat veteran myself with two foreign wars, um, no, that ain't a good deal. And mixing ain't a good deal, um, men and women in the barracks. But uh, I'd also like to uh, talk about Black Rifle Coffee. Um, I was an Army Ranger myself. I served with Matt Best. Um, he's a good guy. All the guys at Black Rifle Coffee Company are good guys. Um, to denounce something isn't to say you know, we're, we're segregating from a certain section of a group. It's just to say, you know, we're not down with extremists. And they did the same thing to Trump when Trump was in office. And I, I kind of feel like, you know, the, the country's uh, divided to the point to where every little thing you say is getting nitpicked on. And as a veteran-run company like Black Rifle, you know, that ain't right. Yeah, yeah, I think their their mistake was going to New York Times because and taking that out of context, and now they now they have to defend themselves and explain what they meant because what you said makes perfect sense, one thousand percent. But see, when it's put on New York Times, they're going to present it in a way that sounds different than what you said. So that's the only issue. And if I was Black Rifle, and New York Times says, "Okay, we're going to do a hit piece on, or not a hit piece, we're going to do an article, quote unquote, about you." Do you want to be involved? Because if you're not involved, we're going to run it anyway. I want to say, no, thank you. Go ahead and run it. And then if there was anything that was false in their hit piece without me, I would go on a live show like Joe Rogan or somebody and then go into detail, explaining it in full context, rather than having them take my words, twist it, and now I have to defend, I have to defend against that. That would be my only advice to them. Yes, sir. I completely agree. And uh, I'll make it short and sweet. Appreciate you uh, having me on, and uh, you have a great rest of your night. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Shout out to the veterans. Shout out to my man, Combat Vet. Shout out to him. You know, shout out to all the vets. Thank you for your service. Thank you for what you do, because without y'all, we wouldn't be here. All right. Let's go to some more here. Let's go. 901, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, man, this is Jeff. All right. Long time listener and first time caller. Well, I'm glad you called. I just wanted, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just wanted to tell you this thing. My girlfriend is a payroll manager. I don't know if you've heard about this. They just, like, the Fed sent out a letter like two weeks ago telling them not to worry about fighting fraudulent unemployment claims. Uh oh. Telling them that if they get the they go ahead and let it go, that it won't go against the company's score. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. And she's fighting me. You know, she worked for a big company. You know, I live right here in Memphis, and she fights them. But they basically told her that you ain't got to worry about fighting it, and the companies will not be held responsible. Man, that's crazy now. That's pretty weird. That's egging it on. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? I think there could be a couple of things going on here. The main thing is they're probably getting so much of these claims, they can't 
actually feel them. They can't do anything with it. They're probably getting claims every single yeah, day. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Yeah. And then also, maybe they're just they trying to... have them all the time. You know what I mean? And she always fights them. You know, it's like they were supposed to have the case two weeks ago, and they called it off at the last minute. And she thought it, that, that they were just trying to get her to forget about it. You know what I mean? But right. she went ahead and rescheduled it, and they had it the day, and then, you know, they blew it out of the water. But if she would have just kept her mouth shut and wouldn't have said anything, they would have went ahead and approved him and gave him the money, and that was it. Wow. And to me, that's egging on corruption. Oh, absolutely, because... She was pretty sure that probably all companies got those kinds of letters. Yeah. Telling them not to, not to fight it, you know what I mean? And she was telling me about like these tax check credits they're fixing to get back. She said a lot of some people are going to end up in trouble because, say, if you've got a kid that's 17 and he turns 18 and they go ahead and give you that money, then you're going to owe that money back. And it's really just going against next year's return anyway. You know what I mean? Right. So you're really just getting your own money. And she said if you don't want it, you have to get on the IRS website and tell them not to give you the money because they're going to automatically send it to you. Ah. Yeah. Really pretty crazy, man. Yeah, it is. You know, and it, to me, it's like our own government's egging on corruption, you know? Because the more people that say that guy gets unemployment, then he's not going to be worried about getting a job. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and it turned out really the guy just was a 1099, basically a subcontractor. Mm. But he didn't never work for their company. He'd work for somebody else. But they were, like I said, they were willing to say, just don't worry about it. We'll go ahead and give them the money, and we're going to go ahead and approve them, and then we'll worry about it later. I mean, I think. And what's that? It's not what's very that? encouraging, is it? I'll be, I wish I could be telling you good news, man. But like yeah. I say, I mean. She said it's probably nationwide. You know, I'm surprised that nobody had to say anything about it. You know, that's the only reason I'm bringing it up to you, you know, because I'm like, if this is everywhere, and don't the states have to supply the money for the unemployment? I mean, I know they get it from the feds, but it comes out of a big pot, right? Nah, it's two. It's, it's both. That- you, got, you got state unemployment and federal. So the federal was just a bonus that they were giving on top of the state. Right, or the 300 extra. Yeah. Or whatever it was, 400, 300. Yep. Huh. Well, I'm on the other end of Memphis, Tennessee. I'm in Memphis, so. But I tell you right now, there's a lot of cool people here in Memphis. This will encourage people a little bit. And there's a lot of black people around here. And I'm telling you, I don't think they're buying into all the bull. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I have them being... They're nice to me, you know, as long as I'm nice to them and nice to me or whatever, you know, it's not like people are trying to give me an evil eye and trying to jump me and stuff like that. <laughs> and we didn't really have a whole bunch of the riots and stuff here either, you know, which right. that may be because of the state we're in, but it just never point. really caught traction here. Right, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I guess, you know, they had all those riots before, you know, Back in the day, and maybe some people remember that, you know, maybe we don't need to trash our city. 
you know, I don't know. But there's a lot going on here. I'm sure you know that, you know, with the murders. They got a murder tracker going. You know, there's so many murders. Yeah, it's, it's a whole lot happening you know, for sure. Yeah, there really is. Like yesterday, they had an article saying that we were like the one of the top cities as far as where people want to go. And then they had another article that said we were the number one violent city in the United States as far as per capita. Right. You know what I mean? Right, so right. I'm like, well, I guess we got the best of both worlds. <laughs> well, thank you for your call, man. I appreciate you. I got a few more calls on the line. All right, man. Appreciate it. All right, now. Later. Yes, yeah, so I thought those articles are, though. They'll say you're the worst place and the best place. It's to the point now where I see certain articles, I kind of question where's the source of this. It's like the whole thing with New York Times. It was weird how the article is about um, BRCC, right? Black, Black Rifle Coffee Company. It's about them, but they mentioned Starbucks in the article as well. It's okay. Why are you mentioning Starbucks at the same? If your if your article is about Black Rifle, why mention another coffee company? And you mentioned in Starbucks in a positive way. Is it a Starbucks advertisement? Do you have interest in Starbucks? Why are you trying to? Why would you mention them at the same time you mentioned in Black Rifle? Because regardless of what, when you do an article on Black Rifle, it's still going to be advertisement, whether positive or negative. So why would you mention Starbucks in a positive way in the same article? You could easily say another coffee company, other coffee companies. Why say Starbucks specifically? All right, let's get to the next one. The point I was making is that sometimes these articles are ways to advertise a thing or to advertise something else by ways of degrading a thing. It's probably all paid for. 929 in the line, who am I speaking to? Hi, this is Tom. How you doing? I'm well. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm calling from Brooklyn. Alrighty. Well, um, I was thinking, you know, uh, you're one of the many conservative um, hosts on um, YouTube that I follow. Have you ever like gotten together with other uh, conservative um, um, YouTubers? Yeah, I have. I've been to different events. Um, been to Politicon, been to this event in Miami called Antfest. Um, I've okay. been I've been to um a few Turner Point events. So I, I've done things here and there, but the YouTuber meetups, so, um, the, the 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 YouTuber meetups aren't always. It's not it's not a whole lot of them, but I have been to some. Yeah, have you ever heard of uh, uh Six X and Hammer? Yes, I'm so I'm so to him. Oh yeah, oh yeah. good. Yeah, he's isn't he great? Really smart guy. I like I like his perspective, and you know yeah. he's 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 good. He's a good YouTuber. He's a libertarian, right? I believe so. Yes, if I remember right. Yeah. Also, um, I don't know. This may sound strange, but uh, you ever uh, you know Mark Dice? He's a little spicy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have I'm, you I'm, ever followed him? Oh yeah, I'm up to him as well. Oh yeah. Oh okay. That's good. Good to hear. Yeah, it's good to have. Um, like a uh, different perspective, you know, like uh, like to add some humor to, to all these issues, you know. That's yeah. why I like uh But uh, I really love your videos. And this is my first time uh, calling live, by the way. 
and uh, I really love your your show. I think uh, um, I, it's one of the best on, on YouTube. Oh, by the way, you said that you live in uh, Tennessee. Yeah. How how uh, which which town or city is is good in Tennessee um, for conservatives? Well, anywhere is good. I mean, the only place that's like all you got to do is like if, if you go to if you go to a city. If you go to Memphis right. or Nashville, just just don't live in in the city. Live kind of outside. Okay. Like for prime example, if you go to Nashville, you can live somewhere like Murfreesboro, which is kind of getting crowded now because everybody's going there. But right. in the city, it'd be more liberal. But still, even though Nashville is a liberal city, as far as Davidson County, oh, it is. Yeah, I mean it's it's t- it's technically a liberal city, but it's not like. When I say that, don't think Austin, Texas, or Los Angeles. What about Memphis? Memphis is that also I, a liberal city? Yes, technically, but you got to understand. Okay, it's liberal as far as it has blue leadership, but it's not liberal like oh, Austin, oh, Texas. Okay. It's not. It's not like right. Austin, Texas, or New York City. It's nowhere near that. It's still you still and, in a conservative it's not state. Like, uh, it's not like the whole state. Like uh, New York is mostly uh, liberal. If you look at the state as a whole, no, except like, for. Um, for upstate New York, actually, there are more conservatives than upstate New York. Like well, Buffalo. Yeah, see, areas. Tennessee, if, if, you, if you see the map of Tennessee, like the whole state pretty much is red except for like one little blue dot. And that's just Davidson County. Oh, like really? in, Yeah, like wow. Davidson County is Nashville, but right outside of Davidson County, which is still pretty much Nashville, is is all red. Right. It's deep red. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's cool. I've always thought about visiting uh, Tennessee. I heard it's like really nice there. It's very nice. Also because uh, because of the country music. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Go, go to Nashville. You have a great time. See, I, I'm a rock and roller originally, but uh, lately, I don't know, because of, uh, you know, I just recently became a citizen. So I've heard a lot of, uh, a lot of these, um, uh, like, singers that are very patriotic. Yeah. And, and they came out with a lot of really good songs, so... And some of them are really, really, really sad too. <laughs> but uh, they're really nice too. So that, well, that's hey, about it. Yeah, that's all. Well, I well, to say. C- congrats on becoming a citizen, man. I- I'm glad you did it the right way for sure. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I became a citizen just in time, in December of 2020. I have the papers with Trump's signature. I was hoping ah, that I wouldn't yeah. get called in January. I was like, oh, no, I don't want that idiot's uh, signature. I do not want. <laughs> so I have a letter from, from Trump, you know, uh, you know, uh, saying that, you know, I'm happy that uh, you're decided to become a, a citizen and this and so and so and et cetera, et cetera. And it's great. I, I, I cherish that letter. It's beautiful. Well, I'll uh, never forget that. Well, I'm glad you're able to get it, man. And thank you for calling. Definitely appreciate it. Sure. Anytime. And, um, I'll keep listening. All right, thank no. you very much, and keep up the good work. All right, thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. All right, shout out to the caller, brand new citizen. Congrats on that, doing it the right way. Unlike illegal aliens, staring at anybody out there that just want to do whatever they want to do. But anyway, um, about Memphis, don't don't live in the city. <laughs> Obviously, you can live outside of Memphis; you'd be fine. It's just like Detroit, you can live outside of Detroit and be all right. But don't don't live in Detroit. Um, 
LA, you can live outside of LA and be moderately safe. You're still in a liberal state. But if you're living in downtown Los Angeles, you're going to be in Crackheadville, right? But if you live beyond that, like an hour away, you could be up there with Caitlyn Jenner and be happily, you know, be, be everything would be perfectly fine, right? Might be a little weird. You see some of these crazy Botox faces up there looking like aliens from outer space, but you'd be relatively safe compared to living in downtown Los Angeles. But in, in Tennessee, you can live, you could even live in a city in Nashville and be okay compared to living in some of, the, some of the other places where it gets really hectic at, for sure. You say, you say Detroit's fine? I don't know about that one. Detroit, city of Detroit? I don't know. I guess it depends on what part of the city you live in. Yeah, outside, outside Detroit is fine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now, you want to live right in the city, right in the mix? Well, I mean, you do what you do with. And it, ho hopefully you like shooting your guns because you're going to be doing that a little bit at, at one point. But I digress. Let's go. 330, oh, you're on line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, Jamie from Ohio. How are you doing tonight, Anthony? I'm well about yourself. Uh, I'm fine. I've been thinking about Fauci. You know, he's he's getting hit pretty hard right now. But I'm like, this. he was developing biological, d developing biological warfare for CCP. I mean, that's basically what he was doing. I mean, why else would they use them viruses? Well, they say the official reason is they gain a function research is to try and make up better cures. But I'm not sure how that makes any sense. You know, with China, they tell you anything, but they'll do something else other than what they tell you. Yeah, they're enhancing it. They're making it so your body can take that thing in and let it do what it's going to do and adjust to the human body. And that just opens a whole lot of worms there, a big can of worms. Yeah, definitely it does. Uh, but I, I liked how Trump handled him. You know, he's like, you know, I like the guy. He's a nice guy. <laughs> the people like him. But I really, you know, I just don't listen to nothing he says. I kind of like how he handles it. And everyone's like, you know, oh, Fauci's so much smarter than Trump because he was such another darling of the left. Oh, yeah, definitely. He was a big-time darling of the left. They, they, they love anything he says. Uh, it's a whole cult behind him. I'm seeing some adults yeah. post that. They got a Fauci children's book, and they read it for themselves. It's like, okay, you're 35 years old. What are you doing with this book for kids under the age of three? But that's, that's the kind of cult that has surrounded Anthony Fauci at this point. Yes, mental note of that, because that's about how people's brains work so easily anymore. They're, they're pretty easily deceived these days. Absolutely. Absolutely. But he, he I just liked how Trump handled him. But I, I'm thinking this this could be what he was doing could be so serious. As soon as they, them emails broke, he should have been thrown out of Washington, D.C. and kept out of there. He should have lost his job and been gone for security reasons or anything else. He has no business having access to all that information and stuff if he was found out he lied about that. 
That's right. Well, we'll see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Anthony. You have a good night tonight. I thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Uh Bye-bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Hey, and speaking of the cult of Dr. Anthony Fauci, um, do you guys want some cringe right quick? I got a little bit of cringe I'm going to serve you guys. Hopefully you enjoy. Um, and it's, it's, it's medium rare, straight out the oven, straight, straight, out, straight off the, um, the, 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 the grill. It's going to be good. All right. So you guys ready? You ready for the cringe? Okay. I'm, I'm going to put it on the screen right quick. This is Mina Harris. This is Kamala Harris's niece who was trying to capitalize off of being Kamala Harris's niece. All right, let's let's check it out. <laughs> so this is um supposed to be a parody of or like a like a like a spinoff of the Megan Stallion Megan the Stallion body Adi song. So one more time, so you, so you get the maximum cringe. I want you to get the ultimate, the, the ultimate level of cringe that I had. One more time for those who didn't see it, or if you want to see it one more time. This, this right here, what is this? What you trying to, what you, what you like, churning butter or something? Like, what's really going on? You ain't, you ain't baking no cake. You probably can't even boil water, Miss Mina, but I digress. But anyway, super, super cringe. <laughs> <laughs> super cringe. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Hey, if you cringe real hard, it's not my fault. You got to blame the white man for that because the white man invented cringe. But anyway, that is what we're dealing with right now. We're dealing with that right now in uh, 2021. <laughs> All right, let's go. 812, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? 812, hello. Going once, going twice. Oh, I'm sorry. Pardon me. Can you hear me now? I can hear you, yeah. All right. That's my fault. How's everything going? Everything's going good, Brian. I just want to know, you know, with the the flight over with the the Democrats leaving Texas, do you think they're, you know – the Democrats are pretty smart now. Do you think they are doing something as far as, you know, they're coming up with the COVID stuff? Is that keeping them away from doing the vote in Texas? And, you know, uh, anything they can else come up with? I'm, you know what I mean? Um, I think that that could be part of it. But I don't, I'm not sure that was done on purpose. But I think they're going to capitalize on it because, you know, that's how they do Anything that goes wrong, like this, well, they use it as an excuse to say, oh, well, we got the virus. We can't go back now. But I, I don't think it was on purpose. I think the whole, I think their ultimate plan was just to stay out there for as long as they could in D.C. And then just not go back. Because, I mean, if, right, there, if there was no, if there was no real excuse to leave, they would not need one to stay gone as well. So I think it just happened to happen to them. And they're going to use that as an excuse to not go back. Yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, the whole quarantine is staying away from people and all that stuff. And I, I think they're going to use it to the advantage, just like you said. Yeah, for sure. 
I appreciate you, man. Uh, hanging there. I appreciate your call. Taking my call. I thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Yes, sir. Bye bye. All righty. Let's get to a few more. Let's go. Give me one second here. 860, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, I, I, I don't know what happened. I didn't hang up on her, on them, whoever it was. All righty, Anonymous, who am I speaking to? Hi, this is Kim. All righty, what's going on? Hey, um, I was curious what you thought about the prominent Republicans like DeSantis and uh, Kaylee McEnany coming out and talking about uh, the vaccine and being pro, uh, essentially what comes off to me is pro-vaccination. Um, I just wanted your opinion on that. I have my own opinions of why it's going on, but I was curious to make You said, you said Kaylee and who said it now? Kaylee and DeSantis, they uh, oh. both just recently came out, and I think we're probably going to see a few more prominent Republicans come out and discuss uh, the vaccine, and uh, Kaylee was highlighting that it's Trump's vaccine, and um, DeSantis was saying that the vaccine is very effective. To that, you know, I'm paraphrasing. I don't want to directly quote him. I might be getting it incorrect. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, I think a lot of people, a lot of mainstream people are going to promote it but I think they just say, all right, if we can do this, then we can get past lockdowns and the things that crippled the economy <clears throat> and made things worse. But the the issue I have with that is if they try to force people to do it. See, it's one thing to say, all right, I, I encourage you to get it. You could be safe, whatever, whatever, because people want it. Not everybody. I don't, but a lot of people do want it. So I can see that part of it because they're not just – speaking to us that may or may not want it, they're speaking to everybody that probably does, or I say probably half people that probably do want it, half the population probably do want it. Um, but the, yeah. it, but my only issue would be is that they try to say you have to get it or you're required to get it or vaccine passports. That's my only issue. If you want to encourage somebody to do something without forcing them or mandating it, I'm not really against that. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, I think that it was. I think that it's an effort, and I could be wrong, uh, but my opinion is that I think it's an effort that it's maybe to get out ahead of a lot of the rhetoric that we're seeing currently. Because unfortunately, while I don't think it has anything to do with politics, um, there is a big faction of people who I think do think it has to do with politics, and they're you know not talking about the Democrats. <laughs> so. I think it might have been a very smart way to get out ahead of a lot of that rhetoric, like pandemic, uh, like a pandemic of the unvaccinated type rhetoric, you know, yeah. like go ahead and say this is Trump's vaccine and it's a good vaccine and it works and, you know, go ahead, take it if you want to take it. Just kind of say, hey, look, it's not us, you know. Yeah, see, I don't like that whole it's a it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated and you know, you, you're killing people no. if you don't want to see, I don't like that. See now that, that right there, because that, that goes into the shaming and trying to intimidate people to go take it. I don't like that. Encourage people that want to get it to get it. That's fine. But when you start to engage in hyperbole and things of that nature, that's the issue. So yeah, I'm, I'm right on it with that. Totally. Totally agreed. And thank you for giving me your opinion. Yeah. I love your show and it's a great listen. I'm always happy to tune in and it's always good to see you. So thank you. 
Well, thank you for the call. I appreciate you. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah, shout out to the caller. Yeah, but, you know, you'd be surprised. A lot of people, they want that still. They, they want it. Not all of us, obviously, but a lot of people do. And to those that do want it, all right, cool. But it shouldn't be a thing where you are forced to get it or you can't do certain things without it. I think DeSantis banned vaccine passports, so it's like you got to balance it. You got you to gotta be the, the governor, president, or whatever of everybody, not just some people that agree or disagree. On one hand, some people say everybody should get forced vaccine passports. Some people say mask everywhere. So it's like, all right, how do I strike a balance here? People, people, a lot of people want the vaccine. A lot of seniors want the vaccine. Some people say you still got to wear the mask, and some say you must have vaccine passports. Let's not do masks. Let's not do vaccine passports. Let's, let's encourage the vaccine for those that want it. But let's not make it to be where it's mandatory or come with the military and things of that nature or do the shaming language or the, the, the guilt, you know, uh, what, what, um, what, what Kevin Samuel would say, that the sign language, shame, insults, guilt need to be right. Let's not do that. But I digress. Let's get to the next one. All right, Victor, what's going on? Hey, thanks for taking my call. No problem. Hey, the Cubans, they're coming out the woodwork in D.C. Oh, is that right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, they I don't know if they've still been protesting, but they've been protesting the whole last week, asking for freedom. Oh, wow. They had, yeah, in fact, they had buses coming from other other states to come into D.C. Ah. Talking about they want freedom. Yet... The national media doesn't want to cover it. Of course, I know about it because I see it on the local news. Yeah, see, they, it's always a narrative that, they, that the media and the politicals on the left want to push, and then there's reality. The narrative is, they're talking about, what they say, the, the vaccines and stuff like that. It's like, what? And then someone's trying to say, well, it's the embargo or... The, uh, the blockade and the more blockade that's been gone since the 60s and it was only around for like a few months of the missile crisis so people are just saying things that are wrong totally out of touch they're not listening to the Cubans you know one thing I've not seen from all the uh, rhetoric from the TV people and the politicians are actual Cubans be, like being interviewed in some of these protests like hey what did y'all want I've never really seen that on TV put that on TV and you'll see a different narrative Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sure. It, I I wish. I just hope that that new that lady from the sixteen nineteen project saw what was going, what was happening in D.C. How she talked about oh Cuba is the is a great example of racial equality. And but yet though you have actual Cubans protesting for freedom. Right, exactly. You know, that's that's the it's just the reality. <laughs> and it's Fairfax, Fairfax, Virginia. Uh, I saw your video on about the critical race theory in Fairfax. Actually, the parents have been on the school board neck since the pandemic. Yeah, I've been seeing that. Like, it's been a constant. They're not letting up. It's been a constant thing. I've been seeing that a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is, it it is 
it, it has been tough on the school board since the pandemic. And I, in fact, I would say, probably say maybe six months into the pandemic, yeah, parents constantly complaining to the school board about opening up the schools. And now you have this critical race theory that they're trying to implement in the schools. <laughs> yeah. And also speaking of the whole Virginia thing, you remember I told you how they were still running masks up in Arlington in the DC area? Yeah. Yeah, well, they're finally opening up a little bit. Now places are saying that they encourage you to wear a mask. and of course people most people were like wearing their mask at the point it was just only white men that were not wearing masks (laughs) (laughs) yeah but go down to Williamsburg Virginia you would think that the pandemic doesn't even exist oh no like I know I know I know how we are down there like really we outside. We going to the beach. We're not really nah. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I when I, I went there to go to the water park and the other amusement park. You went. You went to Water Country and Bush Gardens. Yeah, Water Country and Bush Gardens. Uh-huh. I walked into the Walmart there. People were talking about we need to wear a mask to protect grandma. Grandma's not even wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Going back to the critical race theory, and this is the last part, when I looked more into it and saw that first it came from critical theory and then how that critical theory actually came from Marxism, it reminds me how the the worst part of the civil rights movement and why you have people like that 1619 project saying that Cuba is a great is a great example, and if if people truly knew what critical race uh, critical race theory is, then they'll realize that it just doesn't make sense. And what the country is doing is shows evidence that against critical race theory. I taught I. I did. I debated one person about it, and I tried to establish definitions because debating with a lot of them, they don't want to go by the definition. When I saw that, they said that this country is trying to maintain maintain racial inequality. First thing, I, first thing I asked them: How are the Asians able to do better than the white people, and when white people are supposed to be superior? And then if this, if we're truly trying to keep racial inequality, why you had the First Step Act with Trump basically try to help black people to get out of jail. And then you also have other you have have other laws that's trying to correct what was happening in the past. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean it if we look at it, it doesn't make sense and why they try to push it when the evidence shows that what the country is doing, they're not trying to keep one race down. Right. Anyway, thanks for taking my call.
Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right. Bye. Great call from my man, Victor, for sure. Let's get to a few more here. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. And thank you all again for watching. Uh, like the video if you've not done so already. And if you're not subscribed, go ahead and do that as well. I'd appreciate you if you did. Let's get to the next one here. 989, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? ABL. Yes, I'm speaking. Who am I speaking to? Dr. Weirdbeard, man. How you doing? Everything's all right. Can't complain. Cool, man. Hey, I, I had a couple different questions. Um, what do you think about Rand Paul and DeSantis being president and VP, vice versa, either one, either way, or Trump being Speaker of the House in 2020, or not 2020, but uh, 2022? Well, I like Rand Paul and Ron DeSantis being president, vice president. Doesn't it? Don't really matter who's either one. That's not even important to me. But as far as uh, as far as Trump being speaker of the house, I'm not sure he'd want to do that. I think he'd want to be the president or nothing else. But um, it's 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 a feasible um solution, I suppose. It, it definitely is. But I think that um, out of the two of those you mentioned, I think that I would like. Uh, president, Vice President, Ron, uh, Rand Paul, and Ron DeSantis for sure. What which one would be president out of Rand and out of uh, DeSantis? That's a that's a that's a hard question, man. I think I know. <laughs> I, know. Uh, I don't because I, I like them. I think maybe Ron would be the president, and here's why: Ron DeSantis would be more of the front facing kind of Trump-like guy, getting crowds fired up, just really being out there, being more energetic. Now, Rand Paul is going to do the dirty work. It's like, think about it like this. Think about a good version of Bush and Cheney. You understand? They're, they're like the evil version of um, DeSantis and Rand Paul. Now, you got Bush out there trying to be the good guy. Hey, how's it going? You know, a country old Texas guy, down-home guy. Then you have Cheney yeah, out there in the background shooting, shooting people in the face with a shotgun. Yeah, correct. No, I, exactly. I, yeah. It, right. <laughs> so rather than Cheney going out here, shooting people and drone shotting and getting money from the war contracts, rather than rather than that happening, you're going to have um, Rand Paul be a hitman of words, of information, of intellect, of, of, of superior intelligence. So that'd be well, how that goes. Yeah. Co correct. Correct. So that'd be how that is. I'd, I'd like to see that if it, if it were to go that way and Trump wasn't going to run, I'd like to see it go that way. But at the same time in uh, 2022, if Trump ran and was appointed speaker of the house and then impeached Biden and then boom, heiress too. And then boom, he's back in office. And what happens after that? I mean, is he going to be able to serve another four term or four years after that? He were to get, the presidency or would it revert back to no it's done well as, as far as as far as trump yeah well if trump was to become the president again then that'd be it because there's that'd two terms it? yeah, yeah. Right. <clears throat> well i i'd want him for another four more years man not not <laughs> just the last bit of biden's i hear you 
And I think he's thinking about that too, because I've I've been seeing stuff on the on the wire about that, and he's like, oh, it's a good idea, but you know, I don't I don't know if I'm gonna. It's like a, a super long shot. Right. All right, ABL. I love you, man. I won't take any more of your time. Um, I love your show. Watch you every day. You take it easy. You have a good night. Take care of your fam. Love you. Uh, peace out. Well, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, brother. Bye. All right. Hold on. Did, did I say Fauci was respected? I think um, if I said Fauci, I'm talking about Rand Paul and Ron DeSantis. Maybe I said something wrong. I don't know. But Fauci is trash. You already know what time it is. The the president and vice president would be um, DeSantis and Ron Paul. Rand Paul, pardon me. Not Ron. Shout out, shout out to Ron Paul. So I like Ron Paul as well. Ran Paul's father, who also ran for president back in the day. One of the simply the best. Let's get to the next one here. Let's go. All right. If you call once tonight, I can't have more than one call per night from the same person. Let's try back next time. Let's go to the next one here. 206 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh oh. I was a little bit too slow to the trigger on that one. Okay, there we go. 206 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yeah, this Earl, bro. All right, I man. I just wanted to say one thing. All right. Dr. Fauci, he a doctor. Ain't nobody in your little chat is a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and he hung up. <laughs> you don't know who anybody is in this chat, sir. Um, now as far as Fauci being a doctor, so is Rand Paul, an actual doctor, like an eye surgeon performs eye surgeries. Are you an eye surgeon, sir? <laughs> That's hilarious. And he's called in before, and I spoke to him for a while. I don't understand. It's weird. People are weird. Anyway. All righty, Matt. What's happening? ABL, what's happening? Everything's all right. Can't complain. Hey, man. I don't mean to brag, but I was a Rand Paul delegate. Oh, very good. Yeah. You, you were you were uh, ahead of the game. Washington State. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the Trump CPAC results are pretty good. He got 70% of CPAC. And... I love Rand Paul to death. Uh, I named my kids after him, but he got 1% in CPAC. He got third place with 1%. Ron DeSantis, 21%. This is still the party of Trump, and believe it or not, Rand Paul is okay with that. Okay. A big problem with Rand Paul being vice president, though, is it takes a senator away from the Senate. Um. So someone would have to run, and Rand would kind of run on a contingency. So that's kind of an, of an issue. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so all that said, uh, whether it's legalizing drugs or anything, I think the the original gangster Republicans like Ron and Rand are way better than Republicans in general. Like uh, the Republican Party kind of went with like John McCain and Mitt Romney. I had to carry water for those two idiots uh, for two terms, like getting like doorbelling and all that other stuff. 
I did that. It's time for libertarians to take this B over. Now, but how is that going to actually happen in reality? Because you said it, Rand Paul 1%. So how is that going to happen? I don't know. Uh, honestly, it, it, you know, it could be anything from secession or people finally cluing in and waking up. Um, I mean, libertarians are why Brexit happened. You know, that's basically what the, that whole platform was for the most part. It's not easy. A lot of times it's a flash in the pan. You have to have realistic uh, goals. I mean, I remember, I mean, I was a Ron Paul delegate too. No, I, I mean, nobody had a delusion that he was going to actually win. We just wanted a, a speech. You know what I mean? We wanted to affect policy and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, maybe winning is being a gadfly and being from the outside affecting policy and that kind of thing. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, I suppose so, but the thing is, you got to have enough influence to make a difference. Now, is that going to be possible? If not necessarily winning certain races, are you going to be able to have enough, I guess, juice to have influence, or is that still going to be money talks? No, I think uh, I think Rand Paul has been, and that's that's the difference between Rand Paul and Ron Paul too. Is that his dad wasn't a very good politician, even though he kept getting elected. He, I mean, he was horrible at building consensus. Rand Paul is really good at that. He's going golfing with Donald Trump and all that stuff. Um, a lot of that that the drug sentencing act stuff. He worked on that with actually Eric Holder of all people. He was he was suing Eric Holder and got Eric Holder to. I mean, he didn't co-sponsor it, but he worked worked with Eric Holder to get the his bill passed um, on kind of decriminalizing or putting the same criminal parity between crack and and cocaine, you know what I mean? Like, so there was, there was a drug sentencing disparity. Um, no, I think he's really effective. And this, this Fauci idiot, if I see him, I'll arrest him personally. I done, I did a citizen arrest years ago. I'll probably get arrested and beat up myself, but I'll try. Uh, the guy needs to go to jail and Rand Paul right now is the closest way that happens. Okay. That's all I got for you. <laughs> I love you, man. I'm just taking a victory lap right now. I wish you, man. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, be good. All right, let's get to the next call here. The number to call, 434-658-1220. All right, I had a call right here. Wasn't able to get to it in time. Let me see. Rand Paul did not recommend the jab, the lab. Well, that's good. I write it, Mitch Girl POV. What's happening? Hey, hi, ABL. How's it going? Everything's good about yourself. Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you. So I know we're getting late. The party's almost over. So I was like, let me go ahead and slip in a call real quick. So first, I would like to say, you know, our boy Larry Elder is running for for you know position in California. Isn't that like the coolest? <laughs> Yes, it is. And, you know, it was it was kind of rough because first he was like, he might not be on the ballot because he's trying to talk about I didn't foul properly, all this, that. And the third he's like, nope, we're going to go to court and we're going to fix it. And I was surprised that they fixed it because a lot of times when that happens, when you got to go to court in California, you're a conservative guy trying to get something accomplished. They want to kind of rule against you, but they rule in his favor. So he's on the ballot. Right. I, you know, I. They're just trying to play games and trying to hate on him because, you know, he's he's a conservative 
and he's African-American and all that stuff. So, you know, he's got a lot of box checks checked against him, you know, from the liberal side. But, you know, I'm hoping that he wins. You know, he, he's plugging his elect elder, you know, dot com for his his campaign and stuff. So I'm just pretty pumped up. I'm excited and I hope things work out well for him. So uh, real quick, what do you did you hear about the uh, Colorado representative who's leading out with the effort to have the Justice Department explain why the Capitol rioters are being charged and jailed while the BLM rioters who attacked uh, the federal buildings are not? Have you heard about that? I, I've not heard about that, but I like what I hear because that's yeah, something needs yeah, to be. I, I shared a post on my Insta about it on my Instagram, but it's. Um, Representative Bolbert, along with nine, I mean, 10 other GOP leaders are holding, they're, you know, putting some pressure. They signed uh, something to go ahead and, you know, put some pressure on the Justice Department because I feel like it is really like a tale of two justice systems and it's unfortunate and it's unfair and it's very hypocritical because if you're conservative and you were there, um, you know, they're coming at you crazy and they're, at, you know, treating you like you're a straight up terrorist um, and things like that. But BLM and Antifa, they, they've been getting past this since last year and, you know, they get a slap on the wrist if that. And it's just not fair and it's just not right. What are your thoughts? I'm right. I'm right there with you. And it's all it's obviously political. One thousand percent, because the BLM people did a lot more damage. You're talking about. Uh, homes being burned down, people got shot, killed. There's been a whole lot of different things that have happened at these particular events. The January 6th thing is purely political. And right when it happened, I called it. I was like, they're going to use this as ammunition against us to get whatever they want accomplished. And then they're going to ignore all the BLM stuff. The BLM people were there and Antifa were there in D.C. I saw them my own two wives. I was in D.C. and I saw them. Like, I physically saw them. They had been there for months. Totally ignored. But then this one incident happens. Then it's like the worst thing in the world. Worst thing since slavery, 9-11, everything. It's like, okay, come on. I know, right? It doesn't make any sense. Nothing they say on the left makes sense. It's like, we need them to wake up here because when you are talking in circles and when you're compare, you know, comparing our country to like some of these really bad ones that are out there, or you want to look at those patriots who were there on the sticks and say that they're terrorists, domestic terrorists, and all this stupid stuff. It just, it's it's infuriating, at least for, you know, someone like me, because I'm just like, I look at them as patriots. I look at them as, you know, them trying to express their, um, their feelings, and, but they're getting, like, they're jailed. They're, they're being treated so terribly as if, like, they straight up, you know, committed like a straight terrorist act where, you know, many people died or something. And it's just not fair and it's just not right. And today, ABL, they also uh, handed out, well, today or most recently, they handed out the very first uh, prison sentence to one of those uh, gentlemen. His name was, uh, what is it? Paul Hodgkins. He was just sentenced to eight months in prison. Eight months in prison for, you know, being there and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I hope that our country can really get it together because we should not be attacking each other and, and looking at each other as the enemy. We should be in this thing together so that we can help make this country a better country together. So 
those are my thoughts. So thank you so much for taking my call so late in the hour. I appreciate it. I thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Shout out to Mixed Girl POV. You can find her right here on a YouTube. Mixed Girl POV. M-I-X-E-D-P-O-V. Right on YouTube. Check her out. Also on Instagram as well. Mixed Girl POV. Check her out. All right. Let's go. All right. I had that one right there. I was a little bit too social. Sure. I'll wait till you call back. All right. Let's go ahead and get to the next one. I got a video I want to show you guys as well. I'll get to that in a moment. Let me get to the next call here. Let's go. 778, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, uh, ABL. Nice to talk to you. I, I've, uh, I'm from Canada. My name's Jesse. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, so I have a, a question because we have this CRT stuff in Canada as well, and we're already fairly socialist, as you all know. Uh, but the way it's brought up is so innocuous that it's really hard to even argue. So I'm, I'm wondering if you have advice for how, where to take it, because they, they, they sort of maybe one, but we know the entire conversation is actually kind of an eight or a nine. And I'm wondering if you have any advice of where to, to start tearing that argument apart without, you know, specifying that specific argument. Now, as far as just CRT in general, the argument in favor of it, you want to tear that apart? Uh, well, the way it's being pushed in Canada is in such an innocuous um, way that it's hard to even counter it because it seems so nice. But, you know, those who are in the know know that the end game isn't. And it's really hard for I'm, – I'm a horrible arguer or debater, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that. And so I'm wondering, how, how do we deconstruct or get through their metagame of, of propositioning it to us in such an innocuous way that it, it can't possibly be harmless? But, you know, we kind of know it is. And so I'm wondering if you, you have any advice for that. Well, it's going to be a team effort because you got, you got to have people that, first of all, understand the problem in, in, a, in a deep way. Because with critical race theory, it's kind of a catch-all term. That's what it's become. And it's a lot of different things that you can, that people speak about in critical race theory that kind of all go in the same direction. It's all about racial stuff. A lot of racism is taught. A lot of different things that should not be taught in school are taught in school. Um, I think in Texas, they did something recently talking about morality, like, Rather than teaching about the morality of this person, morality of that person, don't have that be what it is. Let's talk about plain history. Let's not invent history. Let's not change history. Let's give straight history, all facts, without editorializing. That needs to be the primary focus. And let's not try to indoctrinate children with certain values. Um, and the parents got to be involved as well because they have to understand what's being taught to their children. And, they need, to, and they, need to, they, need, they need to be able to compare it to what they were taught. And then they can see where the actual problem lies. But if that's not happening, they're not really going to be able to put the finger on what the problem actually is. Therefore, they won't understand the problem and they won't be able to debate it. So get a grip on the actual problem, identify where the issues are in the curriculum and education in general, then have people that are able and skilled to debate it to speak for those that may not be able to debate You there, caller? 
Yes, I am here. Yeah, yeah. There, 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 it's it's such a conversation that, you know, if you if you're the first person to speak up, you better be the best person for the job because you're just going to make the other side look bad if you if you do it wrong. Right. And there doesn't seem to be anybody up here in in opposition to any of this. And uh, yeah, that's that's the problem, because yeah, you're in Canada. It's like it's kind of hard to find conservatives, especially those that want to speak up and say something. That's kind of a difficult thing. But if this is going to be stopped, it's going to take people that want to jump out there and say something. And then also, um, I think a lot of liberals may also be against this once they, once they really understand what's going on. Once they see the end game and what uh, CRT produces, I think maybe they would be on the same page with those that are kind of conservative up there. So it may take kind of some coalition building and trying to find people that are on the opposite side of the aisle to fight against it. Because like I said, it's going, it's going to be a team effort. Because there's so many people that have a vested interest in CRT up there, it's going to be difficult to get beyond it. But somebody's got to do something. Yeah, and with those ESGs, I just saw from Adam Curry. Uh, sorry, I don't want to call. I don't want to name drop other podcasts, or whatever. Um, but it seems like that ESG thing is kind of financially incentivizing companies to push this stuff as well. And you yeah. know, if a company is financially incentivized to do it, they're they're going to. Right, and all of the conservatives in Canada, they they seem pretty globalist. It doesn't seem like any of them are actually conservative. They're they all seem to be on the same side. They all are pro lockdown, pro mask, pro everything. And and it's like, where is the opposition? Even the whole idea of the opposition is to even just ingest, oppose the ideas being put forth. Even if they are good ideas being put forth, they have to be the devil's advocate, and and none of it's happening. You know, I feel like we're totally overtaken. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for the advice. I don't want to take up too much time. Appreciate it. Appreciate your your callers and uh, and your show. Well, thanks, thank you. Sir. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All righty. And thank you all for the calls. I appreciate you guys. I got a video right here I want to show you guys. I think I'm going to do a video. I'm going to do a video on this specifically. I put it on my Instagram first, and it's going pretty well. Speaking about uh, CRT, critical race theory, you need people like this. Um, This is um, Fallon Clark of Blexit in Tennessee going to um, a school board meeting in Chattanooga, Tennessee, talking about CRT and what they try to do. And, you know, one thing about it, what he was saying before I get to the video, one thing he was saying is that it's kind of this nebulous thing. It's kind of just all over the place, and it's not really – it's kind of hard to really identify it and try to get out, and try to get it out of the school system. It's similar all over the country here in the States because Tennessee has banned critical race theory. However, the teachers try to get around it and do things that aren't necessarily CRT, but at the same time are CRT. They're trying to get around it, and that's going to be an issue. So let's play it here. This is Fallon Clark, Blexit, Tennessee. Shout out to Blexit. Shout out to everybody in the organization. Let's check it out. Fallon Clark, and I am representing Blexit, Tennessee. I'm just going to hop right in. So... CRT, for such a complex, controversial topic, I have a very simple question. Why? What is the purpose? What does it solve? What does it actually teach? Imagine two childhood friends, Jenny and Sharon, 
They've been friends since they were two years old, sharing everything, birthdays, sleepovers, and a number of firsts. They grow up and enter the public school system where CRT is being taught. Jenny is reminded she's white and learns about the atrocities committed to maintain her white privilege. And Sharon is reminded she's black and every shortcoming and challenge she faces is because of Jenny's white privilege. Tensions rise, hostility creeps in, and just like that, the friendship is over. Now, perhaps my example is a little extreme, but not too far-fetched. It actually sounds familiar. Children don't see race until you and I show it to them. So I can tell you what CRT teaches. Critical race theory does nothing but perpetuate the same narrative. It plants the same seed of divisiveness. So why do you want to keep telling the same distorted and divisive story, and especially to our children in the form of education? I ask again, why? Does it help our lagging test scores? Does it equip our children with the tools needed to enter the real world? And by real world, I mean workforce and making a better living, financial literacy, and proper decision making. Does it teach our children to value one another regardless of skin color? Does it teach our children to take pride in our country, a country where a man can be a slave, come from nothing, yet give birth to a generation of children that have everything? I remember conversing amongst a group of black friends and we all reflected on our own childhood and how black history was a small section in a history book comprised of only slavery, Jim Crow laws, and civil rights. Slavery ended in 1865, 146 years worth of information since then, and yet it's filled with nothing but slavery, trauma, inferiority, and that's all the history anyone ever shoves in front of us. Again, why? What is the purpose? CRT is not an accurate account of black history or American history for that matter, and it is imperative we do not allow it to pass as such. I'm sure everyone here is aware of the 2018 and 2019 state report card. That's the only one I could find available online. Less than 33% of Hamilton County students were found to read at grade level. When critical race theory is mentioned, the average individual cannot define it, and our children most certainly cannot define, let alone comprehend its complexities. I value teachers tremendously. My own father is an educator, but teachers are teachers and they do not, and nor does anyone on the board replace the parents. Many of you may be thinking, CRT is banned in the state of Tennessee. This is not a problem in the Hamilton County School District. Well, I do have with me an assignment given to my son directly following the banning of CRT in our state. He was provided with a banning article with a writing prompt. What is the importance of CRT in the public school system? This is a problem, and I would like it noted. The focus should be our core subjects, subjects that are not excelling in language arts, math, science, and social studies, with the addition of trades, work readiness, and financial literacy. And let's be clear, the fact we are not excelling in these subjects has nothing to do with race. My son is in the gifted program. He has a 4.0. He scored a 25 on the ACT as a sophomore with absolutely no prep. That leads me to the importance of school choice, and as highlighted in the HCDE mission statement, the environment of our schools, and how all of this correlates with critical race theory. I grew up in Mallon, Tennessee, graduated from Mallon High School. At the time I attended, blacks made up 15% of the school population. Whites were dominant. As I reflect on my experience, not once did I feel inferior, as CRT suggests, not once was I oppressed. I, the bar and expectations that were set at the time were for all students, regardless of race. I left the public school system and my family knowing I could accomplish anything and my skin color was the very least of my concern. 
Fast forward to having a child who attended Orchard Knot Middle and currently attends Brainerd High School. In both instances, he has been stereotyped, bar lowered, viewed as being at a disadvantage, and even labeled with phrases like, he's not like the rest of them, by an actual teacher. CRT would do nothing but reinforce this culture of inferiority and further alienate our black children. We must not teach children that any challenge we must not teach black children that any challenge or burden that they may face comes from white people. We must not teach white children that they are the cause of, of the plight in black America. We must teach all children, regardless of color, you are the writer of your own life. In any system set in place that threatens your dignity and freedom, you have the power to eliminate one voice and one vote at a time. I urge you not to let CRT into our schools, stand firm on the Tennessee banning of CRT, and hold every single educator accountable who has the audacity to take matters into their own hands. Thank you. Boom. That's how you do it. You identify everything that's going on, talk about what it does, what the effects are, and say why you don't want it. Perfect. See, that right there, play, play play that video right there, in, 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 in Canada at a school board meeting and see what happens. Just play it and see what they, see what they try to say. And you, you could tell by the reactions who's who and what's what. You could tell right there. So, yeah, again, shout out to Fallon. Fallon Clark over at Blexit, Tennessee. All right, shout out to her. You're going to see a lot more from her. We know her. My, 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 my wife knows her. We know her. So we're gonna, you're going to see a lot more from her. Trust and believe. And you're going to see a lot more from us out here in Tennessee. And I'm not part of Blexit, but whatever they need from me, I help them. It's, it's all good. We, we do things like that. Getting out here, school board meetings. Uh, I know guys that are running for office. I donate to them. Do whatever I can to help out here local politics because locally, that's where it starts. And you can branch out nationally. Also advice to anybody that wants to kind of get things going in their area. Start locally. Go to school board meetings. Become part of the school board. People, gotta, people need to get involved in their community. So I encourage everybody to do that for sure. So yeah, that right, that's 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 right on it. So that'd be a wrap. I don't have any more calls. It's a wrap for the show tonight. Thank you all for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed that from Fallon Clark over at Black City, Tennessee. And go to my Instagram page. That that video was on there. There's links and everything, so you can find Black City and Fallon and everything. Go over there, check it out. Um, my man, Brandon Tam did a video about it just right now. Um, I might do a video about it tomorrow. So it'll be a, a little bit more of a push because we got to get the message out there to the general public. And I've been talking about CRT for a, a few weeks now. It's got to be a constant thing. Like Victor was talking about earlier over in Fairfax, that the parents have been out there with their foot, with the proverbial foot on the neck of um the school board for a very long time trying to get the CRT and woke education out of the school system. You paying taxes, you are doing the right thing and you get in this garbage that's being fed to your children. You don't need that. So, and you know what? Uh, shout out to dancing crow says you won't see her on CNN. That's right. But guess what? We have the media. We have the power. We got big platforms. You know, Brennan Tatum did a video about her. I'm going to do a video. I think Joe Patrick shared it. Um, my man, uh, um, I forget my man's name. Mark Luckman, he he shared it. A lot of people are talking about it. It's going to take all of us. We got big reaches. We have big platforms. And we use them to be able to do good every day. So that's pretty much what it is. All right. 
So that will be a wrap. Thank y'all for being here. I'll be back live again, of course, on Saturday at um, same time, same place, 8 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, I'll be doing videos all throughout the week pre-recorded. Um, pretty much every day except for Sunday is what I'll be doing. All right. We got Super Chats on deck. I'm going to read those right quick. And then I'm wrapping on up. Put the bow on the top. Um, shout out to the mods for doing what you do all the time, keeping them trolls in check. I appreciate y'all. Couldn't do it without you. Let's go ahead and get to the supers and wrap it on up. Put the bow right on top. Um, let me see. Um, Buck versus Windshield says only 8% of violent crime is gun violence. 92%, the vast majority, is from knives, cars, fists, etc. Are liberals going to ban cutlery and hands next? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, let me see. Shout out to Bit Kahuna who says, can you play the video of David Lynn from a week ago titled Trans Issues at Land 58? He puts a uh, trans in his place. He'd be a great guest as well. Um, I need to kind of look at that first before I play it, but I'm going to check it out. Thank you for that. Thank you to Wolfgang who says, did you hear? DC allows jabbing kids without parents knowing. Informed consent is near impossible to give for experiment, especially from a child. Yeah, that's crazy. And my thing is, we're talking about kids, what are we saying? Because last I checked, you couldn't get the shot if you were under the age of 12. It's crazy. Thank you to Cole Haterate, who says, with parents protesting at schools and whistleblowers exposing training modules from business, do you see CRT getting weaker or will it get worse? I think it'll get weaker because there's going to be a heightened level of scrutiny from the parents. That's what I believe. I think it'll definitely get weaker. Um, I think there may be there may be an increased attempt to try and make it stronger from some of the teachers, but it's going to get weaker because of all the scrutiny. You know, shout out to my man, Patrick, Patrick Hampton. I saw that he said uh, one of his sons, he took one of his sons or both of his sons, young sons to a Christian camp, like a, like a day camp. And he says that they show, um, uh, a YouTube video or something about a same sex couple at a Christian camp. So when that happens and then I get a hold of it, cause that's my, that's my friend. He has a big platform on Facebook. I got a big platform over here and then it spreads around to all of us. Now see it's, it's just like this whole thing with the police. Um, but in a good way now with the police, there's been kind of like, a lack of police because of all the false things going around about uh, you killing black folks, all this and that. How about we use that same energy for good rather than evil? Like I said, um, Ron DeSantis and Rand Paul would be the good version of Bush and Cheney. We can do the good version of that whole thing. You Okay, you want to talk about uh, same-sex couples in front of little kids, six years old? Okay, well, check it out. You're going to be you're gonna go viral. How about that? Your little Christian church camp. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make you go viral, and you got you gonna have to answer for why you put a same sex couple on television on a television screen at a, at a at a children's camp. Okay, so when that goes on, you're gonna see this type of stuff decrease. That's what I believe, and I think that I'm right. Shout out to Wolfgang who says currently a lawsuit regarding uh. Vaccine children in Washington, D.C., thankfully, WTF is wrong with people. Get on the wall. <laughs> uh, shout out to Wolfgang who says, also, Israel's military includes both men and women. 
not sure um, how far they allow the men and women in the combat. Hold on. Not sure how far they allow women in the combat, yet it's unnecessary and moral. I mean, it, 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 the morality, that's not even relevant. It's about does it make sense, you know? That's all. Shout out to Greg Brown who says, some Democrat has entered a bill to require mandatory draft registration for females. One-year mandatory service would help many to determine and reconsider their actual gender. <laughs> exactly. Thank you to Gina Mo for the donation. Thank you to Joy Muggs who says, I cashed my semi-check and flushed the cash on the toilet because Joy doesn't take handouts. Hey, man, you're a good one. You know, it's your money. Really, it's your tax money. Might as well take it. Shout out to Sam R. who says, will Trump run for Speaker of the House? Will Larry Elder be Governor of California? I mean, I don't think Trump's going to run for Speaker of the House. I don't, I don't think so. He might, but I don't see them happening because he wants to be the president, not a thing that's lower than that. And as far as Larry Elder, I think he has a chance, but it's going to be hard in California. I'm not sure it's going to happen, but we're going to see. No, I'm rooting for all the good guys in the race. I'll put it to you like that. Thank you to Pete Sangria, who says, Comrade DeFuhrer, Bill de Blasio wants to penalize NYC hospital workers if they don't get the vaccine, yet hoodlums running subways, no penalty. Exactly. You can pretty much punch old ladies in the back of the head, no problem, get out with no bail. But if you are working on the front lines and you're a medical professional doing an honest living, hard living, dangerous living, he wants to put you in more danger against your will? Why? It's so dumb. Um, let me see. But says, what's, what's the difference between how is it different between showing kids a video where there happens to be a same sex couple and your kids seeing a same sex couple in public? Well, the thing is, if you're in a controlled environment, you shouldn't be seeing all of what you see in public. You might see a man walking around, but naked in public randomly that could happen. But, should that be showing the kids at a Christian day camp on TV on purpose? That's make any sense. You might be able to see something out in the street. That don't mean that you should see that. I mean, I've seen somebody get high. I've seen somebody smoke crack before when I was a little kid. When I was a little kid, I saw somebody smoke crack right in front of me. I'm talking about like this close, smoking crack. So should I see that on TV too? How about shooting a little bit of heroin? I mean, let's let's just use our brain for a minute. Um, Buffers windshield says. I heard from a well-known quack that eating the red popsicles are just as good as the shots. At least the popsicles are FDA approved. So there's that. <laughs> Angel says, great show. ABL. Thank you for that. Appreciate you boss. Uh, Matthew says, I don't mean to brag. I was a Rand Paul delegate, libertarian, better than Republican. Thank you to Christine Rodriguez. Thank you to Tyrannius who says, I've been face to face with people, with BLM people. And 95% of the ones I've seen are white facts, big facts. Thank you to Aaron Bethay, who says the New York, New York Times article against Black Rifle Coffee Company was a targeted attack to demoralize veterans, similar to what was done to law enforcement. Uh, absolutely. 1,000% facts. That's why I say it did not make sense for them to participate in the hit piece because the, the, the purpose from the very beginning was to attack Black Rifle, to attack veterans, to attack conservatives, and then use them and some of their quotes to... Do it. Um, shout out to Black Bomb Six who says Larry Elder recently won the lawsuit to get back on the ballot. He's fine now. There you go. Exactly. Thank you to Cole Haterate who says Fauci may be a doctor, but he must have won his medical certificate from a claw machine at a mall arcade. 
the worship he gets is beyond ludicrous. Exactly. Do you guys want to cringe one more time before we wrap it on up? <laughs> do, do you guys want to cringe one more time? Hold on. I'm, I'm going to play it one time. I promise I ain't going to play it no more. For real. All right. Hold on. Okay. I ain't going to play that no more. I promise. Anyway. We got more super chats right here. Mitz Girl POV says, we are the United States of America and we must come together and get past the craziness. United we stand, divided we fall. That's that came out call and God bless. Thank you for that, uh, Mitz Girl POV. I appreciate you as always. Thank you to Bryden Phillips who says, great show. Thank you for that. Thank you to Baby Vaso who says, we only need one black Republican penetrating the blue state sphere. When that happens, it's a wrap. They deny facts, but they can't deny reality. Shout out to Tasha, who says, when Christians compromise the morals set by God to, quote, expand the church to include oppressor, opposers, the church doesn't expand, the opposers do. Facts. Shout out to Ty Nicholas, who says, climate change propaganda underway. Check out weather.com. All righty. Well, thank you all again for being here. Hopefully you appreciated what you saw and heard tonight. If you enjoyed the show, get a video a thumbs up. Uh, if you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and do that. That'll help me out tremendously. And this podcast will be available in full tomorrow, tomorrow, 8 a.m. on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether it be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc. Link for that will be in the box. Check out my sponsors, PatriotPost.us, great news source. Check out Mr1920.com, great soaps, excellent quality, handmade, affordable. Check out BHE Designs for the flags right here. You can get these or one of your own. Made for you. Uh, what else? And shout out to ablmerch.com, of course, for my hats and my merch. Uh, hats, t-shirts, stickers, mugs, and more. Also, go to anthonyblogan.com, my official website. Everything you need from me is right there. Snail mail, email, contact, social media. All that is right on the website. But that'll be a wrap for me. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.